What's up, everybody? Hi, Wood. I'm sitting to the left side of Keith. Dude, you all right? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you, you all fucked up, huh? Yeah, I am. Because the Lions won today. Yeah, they did. Minnesota's, Two in a row. Minnesota's overrated. This is so what you're saying. That was abrupt. In, in, in my head, well, you didn't fade it out. You're, no, you're fucking that was a, off. That I was a, yeah. I don't, you, you, get your we've, fucking A game on, would you? Listen, we've been pre gaming and she's been whatever. All right. I, I, here I'm I am. I'm here. <laughs> the, so I alluded to, I didn't allude to, I flat out said the Lions won. So that yeah, threw you off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. And then we got, yeah, I, I'm going to call this a of. very special mask off. We've never Let's had that, that before. No, yeah. we have not had a, uh, uh, this type anyway. No, no. It's never been like, Dare I say, like life and death type topic, right? Pretty much. Could yeah. I say yeah. that? Okay, yeah. life and death. Yeah. We we've had serious topics on before. Yes. Um, but never like a life and death. Yeah. Goddamn, for sure, I'm gonna find the humor in it though, somehow, <laughs> some way. We'll help you. All right, because that. that's what I do. <laughs> we can help you. What we got a mask off? Tell the people what a mask off is. Yeah. So, um, if you're here for the first time, and and typically we do have uh, newcomers on our mask offs. So uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, those of you listening on. Uh, the audio only. Yeah, you probably know what this is about. Those of you that are going to join us live, thank you so much for being here. What a mask off is is when we bring in somebody different than us, somebody that does something far better than we do, um, and they do it so much better that we have to just talk to them about it. And um, so essentially, we're peeling that mask off. We're getting to know them and get to know what they are about. And so, without further ado. Because on the yeah. last one, I missed the adieu. Because you're fancy. Yeah, I'm French. Uh, to our mask off guests. Nice. That's plural. Um, that who are a, you? That is a hard plural one, though. Yeah, guests. Yeah, guests. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to just slow it down. Anyway, who are you and uh, what is it that you do? That's your cue. That's yeah, my you cue. Can, yeah, I, give your name and what it, you do. I was waiting for You're on. <laughs> you're Okay, you're on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my name is Linnea Krikovich. I run a nonprofit called Life After Placement just to support women mentally and emotionally of moving through their journey of placing a child for adoption by choice. Okay. There's also somebody sitting next to me. What is your name? My name is Chanel, and I, I help Linnea. I'm birth <laughs> mom and, and help with her advocacy. There you go. So when you say you help her, like... You, you supply the kids, or you? I do. <laughs> I pass them out <laughs> like <laughs> Oprah. Is that what you do? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> you just said I didn't know. I didn't know if you were in a constant state of pregnancy, or, and you just supplied the kid. Or, you Not know, right you know. now. I gotta have a drink. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. So that's how we know. Okay. It's like it's like a cow with milk. You're yeah. just like, burp, burp, here's another one. But you did give her a drink, so baby's gonna be happening soon. <laughs> so. 
It's called pimp juice, right? <laughs> All right. For our mask off guests, we always have some warm up questions. Okay, this is because I'm sure you guys have preliminary questions for the people you send out through adoption, right? You have to ask them questions, right? Sure. To to know what they're all about. So here's our questions to know what you guys are all about. Have you ever been to an NFL football game? Yes. Who'd you go see? I don't remember. I was really young. So, oh, <gasps> University of Utah. I went to their games, and unfortunately, I was forced to go to a BYU game when okay. I was even younger. <laughs> um, I feel for you on that, but the, that's college. Thank you. That's Thank college. You. I, but NFL, no, NFL. not NFL. Okay. I had to think about that for a minute, but no, right. not NFL. I haven't. Never been to one. Okay. NASCAR, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> it is a whole different thing. It that's why I said NFL thing. football. But I just yeah. wanted you to know I did experience something really important besides okay. NFL. We're not okay. talking about hillbilly shit. Okay. Oh, right. okay. Well, in that case. Um, what time were you born? Time? Yeah. Day? I think it was like four or something in the morning. Four or something in the morning. How about yourself? Mine was 520 in the evening. Okay. I, like I want to know why do you give a shit? Random questions. Remember what I said oh, earlier? These are warm-up questions, warm-up questions to get yeah. you in okay. the mood. Okay. I love the aggression, though. I like, oh, why the I'm fuck like, you what care? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Your all-time favorite pet. Um, I went somewhere else with that one. Um, a poodle. What, do you got a gimp in the, in the basement or something? <laughs> I, I do. I have a dark room. Okay. <laughs> Uh, was this p- You're poodle? welcome. Was this poodle from your childhood? Or Actually, it- labs. We kind of always had labs, okay. and and I hate them because they were just big dogs and you know big piles of shit everywhere. You, uh-huh. So I like the little tootsie rolls. Yeah. All right. How about yourself? I had a pet that I borrowed from somebody for a couple weeks while they were out of town, uh-huh. and he's way better than any pet I ever had. What <laughs> it was, was it? It was a bearded dragon. Oh. Huh. That's a lizard. Yeah. I yeah, think. yeah. 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 He was still so a pet. Cool. He was. Still- he was my best friend. He would, like, sit on my shoulder, like, when I was in the car driving. We'd just hang out like best buddies. I had him for, like, two weeks, and then his family came home from vacation and Uh made me give him back. She cried. Is he still alive? He is still alive. I keep... They they asked what we wanted for Christmas, because they're, like, family friends, and I was like, um, Spyro back? Can I have my lizard, please? Huh. It's a little weird. They won't let me have him. Okay. Wait, they named him Spyro? Yeah, he's a bearded dragon. (laughs) It's a dragon named Spyro. Uh, It's a video game. Is that with an L? No, because oh, there's a group called Spyro Gyra. Is anything with that? <laughs> no, not the oh. same thing. Okay. All right. Last question. Super salad. Olive Gardens. Super oh, salad. Yeah. Salad. Salad. Okay. Super salad. Salad. Absolutely. Salad. Same thing? Salad. No, soup. And that was not the last question. <laughs> soup. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, don't, I don't have it up to know who just uh, liked this, but um, I'm a soup guy. But the last question is, in which era do you wish you were born? I'll take over. I like my era because uh, I got a bunch of cool shit. And, like, I have DoorDash. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't want to backtrack. We don't need crazy stuff. I'm good with DoorDash. My just, era because I can be lazy. I that's can get, right. I can get uh, you know, cheese nachos. I, I, that's right. I like the 80s. At 3 a.m. You like, like the 80s? Oh, yeah. The 80s, 80s was beautiful. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and then the 90s hit and it got weird. So still your era? So you, whatever age you were in the 80s, still that? Or would you like to have been older in the 80s or younger in the 80s? I, I think the 80s. Just perfect. Right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I really did. I like huh. the 80s. Right. When I think of 80s, I think old. of um, Guns N' Roses and Cyndi Lauper. That's They're it. the best. Really. Not true. Yes, There's a is. lot of other 80s <laughs> funk in there. Anyway. I, like I digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyway, are we at our... Oh, uh, we're at our snaggles. Damn, you were 
off your fucking I am. game today. I, I, it, you want me to take listen, over? Give me the fucking listen, controllers. Okay, would you? Because this is the second week uh-huh. that we've not been in the woodshed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing is right about what's going yeah. on right now. You got a point. I'm, I'm uh, all sorts of uh, discombobulated, if uh, you will. All right, and, so uh, yeah. our, our mask off, and we didn't tell you this beforehand, we normally do. Our mask off introduces our snaggles. Nope, it's not snaggles, it's, it's advertising. I'm fucking up too because of your fucking up. Oh, yeah, hold on one second. got to change something. I, I'm not entirely sure if our people have heard the whole intro, whatever. Here we are. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't display them on the screen. Kick Rocks Clothing, um, yep. they're out of Orlando, Florida. You're wearing they, a shirt. They have a, a, a storefront right now. Kick Rocks. That's Instagram.com backslash k i k r o x clothing. From memory, you did yep. that. Yep. Um, MVP Jerseyframing.com. If you have anything of of substance, to you MVP Jerseyframing.com is really easy. Okay, you're just gonna keep talking over me. Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> I, feel, I thought <laughs> I, I thought right. you were pausing. <laughs> Anything you want framed? I just got a cool thing when, when I came back um, from abroad. I guess I can say that now. Yeah. I came back <laughs> now from you abroad. can say abroad. I, I'm going <laughs> to. I didn't come from abroad. Well, yeah, you came from technically abroad. I did come from abroad. Abroad but or anyway, abroad? My mom doesn't listen to this. I, so I can get bra. away with that one, right? And then we got uh, tattoos. You guys do yeah. tattoos? You, you got a oh, tattoo? Chanel um, has tattoos. I, I have tattoos, but it's it's some that you can't see. Okay. Tiger Claw okay. tattoo. He would yep. see them and he would make them yes. better. Um, he's up there in Mill Creek at. Uh, yeah, I don't know the no, number off the top of my okay. head, but they are in Mill Creek, and that is uh, uh, 3300 South, essentially, and 83, oh, no, no, 834 Look it up, south. God damn it, look it up. 834 anyway. East and uh, 33rd South, and, Mill Creek. Now, our, that stuff is good if these are sponsors, right? that, yeah. <laughs> this is our Snaggles. Now, our sponsors are going to drop always us. Always introduces our Snaggles, so what are we drinking today? Outlaw Distillery, they are awesome. Yeah. Um, it's bourbon uh, whiskey from Outlaw, and it is really smooth. And truth be told, we tried to get these sons of bitches on the podcast a couple of times. We're going to reach back out because maybe we got a, uh, a hookup now. Utah is on. Okay, so we're here with uh, Linnea mm-hmm. and Chanel. Chanel. Chanel number five. Number five. I'm number one, but yes. Are there five in your family? No. That'd be she bad just wants to be number one. No, but I one. played sports all through high school, and they always made me number five. They thought they were funny. <laughs> I would have done that too. I would, I would have done the same thing. I would have. I would have owned that shit. I'm, I, she does. So for those of you listening live, I apologize. Oh, hold on, Keith. I know. I'm sorry. For those that are listening live, I apologize. I forgot to uh, set so you could hear us talking. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, uh, Linnea and Chanel. Um, how do you spell Chanel? C H A N E L, just like the brand. Like it's on, like, <laughs> like the bottle itself. Like it's supposed to have it spelled. That's yeah. right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. That, for those live. Okay. Sorry. I think it's going. a trademark problem if you Carry put number on. five on it. <laughs> well, I'm actually doing yeah, your job be because you're supposed to say, what, what, you know, what are you doing, all that stuff. I'm, I'm all over the place. All right. So you guys are. I need to be home. You guys <laughs> need to be in the woods. Yeah. You, you guys help find birth families for. Um, children that are up for adoption no we no. actually work with the women who choose to place a child for adoption okay so you're on the side of a pregnant person i don't mean on the side most I'd... we're mostly on the side of after she places a child okay. for adoption talk, talk to uh, first of all how'd you get into that so i'm a birth mother of 31 years now and i placed a child for adoption okay. 31 years okay yeah. and did you get into this 31 years ago no no i got this in probably nine years ago 
Okay. And and what what help does that? Because you you watch the movie She's Having a Baby, isn't that one? Isn't that one? There's She's, one. Yeah, that's one. Isn't she having a baby about adoption? I saw a movie about adoption. I can't remember the name of it. There's I'm several. drunk, so you know, take all that with a grain of salt. Well, you got me drunk too. Okay, so good, I'm good. Really that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> but in, in the movies and in, in media, they always, you know, the, the the mom has a baby, and then all the struggles in for her, right? right? Well, but that's not the case. No, because there's emotional, there's mental um, issues, or or, or or I don't want to say regrets, but they, I mean, it's your child, right? Yeah. There's something that came out of you that you that grew inside of you that. Which guys will never understand. So I'm probably the wrong one to talk about this. So you guys go on and tell me, tell me what you do for the birth mother. So usually sometimes, not all the time, but we do talk to expected mothers. That's okay. what our advocacy is. And that's what my advocacy has been involved with with the state of Utah is to help these women understand what choices they have before they do any choice. Okay. I mean, whether it's abortion, choosing to place or choosing to parent, because those are the only three choices she's stuck with. Right. So, if she gets past that first few months, she only has two choices left. And so my advocacy is to help these women understand what their rights are. Yes. What is our, what are their rights? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what resources are there for her? So that's kind of what I try to do is help them understand it. And, and usually I don't get in front of a lot of these women because they don't want you to talk to these women. Can who, I? Who, no, can, so, no, no, hang on, hang on. Who's the they that doesn't want you to talk about? Agencies, lawyers. Yeah. Just about anybody, even adoptive couples, not all the time want us to talk to these women. Can can I? I just want this is like basic, basic it's stuff. Very basic. Um, I want uh, um, I want to ask you. So you say you, you we've said place. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that will say give up. Yes. For adoption. Yes. What's the difference between give up or place? Do you say give up or do you say place? Because in, in my life, I've understood it as placed because it's, it's the mom's choice. They're not just giving this child away because, oh, it's a, I don't know, it's a PlayStation 4 you don't want anymore, so you're right. giving it up now. But you're placing it because you the birth mother chooses somewhere. Right. And... So you're placing that chance. So, that's so talk big, to me about that. No, a I really bit. love that. That's a good question. There's there's two aspects to that. It started out of placing because it used to be back in the old days they would have a lot of children that were placed in orphanages because they just mm-hmm. couldn't afford to have these children. Mm-hmm. So they would put them on a train, and they would take these. They stop at the train stations, and somebody would say, "Put them, place them up, place them up," because they couldn't see the smaller children. Yeah. So that's where give up or give place up. For adoption or put them up for adoption. So that's where that terminology came. Antiquated. And then and then through the years, it's probably probably been the last 10, 12 years that it's changed of choosing to place for adoption. And the reason for that is if you think about it, that sounds like giving up just means you didn't give a shit, right? Right. Which is not the truth at all. It's we do all the processes of having to make the uncomfortable and difficult bone crushing decision to choose to place this child for adoption and painstakingly trying to find the best parents at a short period of time that we think is best for our child to raise our child. Okay. So placed is a very soft term and it's a very... Because it meant you put thought into it, right? I would I wouldn't even say it's a place, and I, I wouldn't say it's soft. I would say it's appropriate because you, yeah. the birth mother, gets to choose now. Almost, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are circumstances in which the birth mother is like, no, I don't. They don't get to choose. They don't get to choose. But for the most part, the birth mother gets to choose. We'll get into this a little later. I'm 
sure as to why I'm so passionate about this. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, they get to they get to um, place. They get to choose. If I, am I, am I not mistaken there? Yes. If she if she chooses to place a child for adoption, she gets to go through the process of picking a family. It's kind of like oh no shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's you kind can of pick like the family. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's badass, man. So it's kind of like speed dating. Yeah. Because you have a short period of time to pick, depending what where she's at in her pregnancy. So I mean, for Chanel, it was, I think, two weeks. I met them eight weeks before I gave birth to my birth son. So I, I met them for the first time. Did you have a bunch of people coming in and he had like his resume and shit? And he's like, <laughs> basically, I'm Basically, so there's an adoption profile mm-hmm. and I had my uh, caseworker that was basically talking me through what parenting looked like versus what adoption looked like. Mm-hmm. So we'd sit, it was like a counseling session, we'd chit-chat about different things. And he was like, well, if you want to look, one, there was a website, so you could go through, and then he would print off all these profiles. And he'd be like, okay, what do you like about this? What do you not like about this? What do you like about them? And when I first met my couple... I saw their profile and they're hilarious. They're so funny. They're I'm funny. like, this, like, he is who I would want to marry because he's fucking hilarious. Okay. Like, he's outrageous. I'm like, but she seems to be the one that keeps him grounded yeah. and, like, makes sure shit gets done. Gotcha. And so I'm like, I just absolutely adored them. I reached out and was like, hey, I want to meet with you guys. Like, I, I'm not planning on placing, I'm not, I'm planning on parenting still. I just, I just feel like I should meet you. Were you, were you not, t- like, do you go like 10, are they having marital struggles or do they have older kids or, or, you know, do they move a lot? Like a military family, yeah, you know, and things like that. Everybody's different about like what they want. What they want. Okay, Mine, so. I wanted, when I look through the pictures, I just wanted it to look like they, I, I wanted my kid to not be the guinea pig, which mm-hmm. sounds super rude, what but that's that where mean? we're what at. What does that mean? I didn't want to be the first one adopted. Okay. So I they wanted had them to have other kids. kids. I was the oldest. Okay. I was the guinea pig child. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to not be the guinea pig child. Okay. <laughs> but I wanted, you know, them to do things. I wanted to see that they traveled. I wanted to see that they got out of the house. They weren't just homebodies all the time. Okay. I grew up being able to go to Disneyland a couple times a year. So uh-huh. I wanted to make sure he got to go out of the house and go do things. Okay. And so, I mean, mine, I met them. I still wasn't sure I was going to place. I had a baby shower and got to the oh, point where it was like shit. two weeks before I gave birth. I showed up at their house and I was like, um, here's some cookies. And I brought their older son a coloring book and oh. I brought out an outfit and I said, and this is for your new baby. Okay. So all the stuff you got from the baby shower, did you bring that with you too? I did. So like, I did that later. I heard you got a high chair. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you saved me some money, right? I did. So after I told him, I was like, Hey, would you mind if I come over in a few days? I'll bring, and I brought all the stuff from the baby shower. Cause it was presents for the baby. Uh-huh. So it went with the baby. And then I actually called my doctor and set up another ultrasound appointment so she could have her own ultrasound picture. Put on the fridge like we mm-hmm. do. At what point can you change your mind? Could you, could you, so you're having a baby. So you're mm-hmm. eight weeks before, right? Yep. So I told them two weeks before. Two That's weeks when before. I decided. So two weeks before when you decided, but at two weeks and two days later, you could be like, uh, I don't want to do this. So yeah. at what point is the, is the, is the drop dead point? So up until you sign paperwork, correct me if I'm wrong, up until you, you sign you your rights, you? basically. No, not you. Oh, all right. She's <laughs> looking at me. Looking at Linnea. Yeah, okay. Linnea. I was right. Up until you sign your rights away. You basically go through, you read the paperwork, they make sure you're, on, you're not on medication and high and Is the baby wild. alive at this point? The baby's yes. out of you. Yep. So mine you, you was two days sign, after he was born. Yeah. You cannot sign, any birth mother cannot sign over her rights until the child's first breath at 24 hours after its first breath. And then she can revoke her So rights. you have a time to think about it. Well, that's the least amount of time in this state. Okay. Some states have different, depending on what their laws are, they have different 
laws that determine whether you have to wait three to six weeks or a couple of weeks or a couple of days. It just depends. But the state of Utah is 24 hours from the child takes now, the first I, breath. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Utah is one of the more, um, <clears throat> like, once the mother signs kind of uh, final things, uh, there's a birth father thing that's uh, kind of thrown out there into the Sometimes. wind. Um, but yeah. Utah is one of the more like, hey, we're going to place this baby for adoption. Um, deal with it kind of kind of states where other states yeah. are more, uh, they're more restrictive. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes. There's a birth father registry that, that if they knew who the birth father was, they, they can they're given for that. 48 hours, and 24 have, hours. They have, so, like yeah, very limited time. Yeah. And so if they do put themselves on that birth father <clears throat> registry, then the adoption can't through and he has the rights. But for the most part, yeah. he kind of terminates that right. They try to get the social workers to make sure that he can, because he can sign his rights over at any point in time, whether the baby's given birth or not. Right. So that, that's, that's kind of a given, but the birth mother cannot sign her rights until I, the 24 I, hours. I, I have, birth. I, I have two questions. The, the first one being, do you get to hold the baby? Is that bullshit? Because like, the movies always say, oh, I never got to touch my baby. They just took it away. Or do you actually hold the baby and, and look at it and all that stuff? Yeah. So right. different people's stories are different. Mine, I held him and I actually had his adoptive mom cut the cord. And I wanted them to be the first ones to hold him. But I held him. I stayed two nights with him in the hospital, feeding him, cuddling with him, having just time with the two of us. And then before we checked out of the hospital, I signed all my paperwork and handed him to his parents. Okay. There's, and and there's, my, my, my second question, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, there's a misunderstanding with that. I think a lot of people think because you choose to place for adoption, they kind of like knock you out like in the movies, you know, and they take the child yeah. you can't see, right? All, all yeah. my information is based on the movie, so, yeah. you know, so, blame no. them because I, yeah. I know nothing no, about it. Also, also, I was going to ask, um, so so Sh- Chanel said she, she was able to like cuddle with him and be with him yes. and, and that, so from what, most of us understand is one like once that baby burst that canal, like mm-hmm. you're whoop, out of the chute, gone. He's whisked yeah. away like, like the president. Like, no, and, and, and you have a, no touch. You can't see that mm-hmm. baby. You can't touch that baby. You can't be with that baby at all. No, that's that's an old that's old bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay, literally, and it's it's cruel. Actually, that woman needs to bond with that child, and she's already been bonding with it for nine months, right? And I won't say it. It's him or her, but you get my drift. Yeah. The whole purpose of that is to is to give her that time to say her goodbyes. She does not have to sign over her rights. She can. She has up to six months to sign over her rights. That's what people don't understand. So she doesn't have to do it right away. They suggest you do it within a certain period of time because the more you bond with that child, the harder it's harder going to it be. Right? For both of you. It's obviously going to be difficult for, for both you and that child. So is it better? It, it's individual. It's such a personal thing. And not to rush that, that woman into that decision because then she's going to resent it and regret it. And that's exactly the opposite of what you want her to do. You want her to do this for the right thing, for the right reasons, for the, all the right purposes that she went into the adoption process in the first place. Mm-hmm. So for Chanel, she got to spend a couple of days. I spent three days in the hospital with my with my daughter before I relinquished my rights. Okay. And and at that time I was thirty one years ago, so that makes me old. But she you can you can revoke your <laughs> rights in a parking lot if you want to. You can do it at the hospital, you can do it at someone's house, you can do it at a bed and breakfast. Yeah, I know people that did it in their hotel rooms. The adoptive couple flew in, they went to the hotel room, they signed paperwork there. As long as you've got the legal people there that need to be there, you yeah. can do okay. it pretty much anywhere. So I had two questions before. Now I got two more questions. My first one, <laughs> based with the other ones that I had before, are what rights does the father have? Now, I, 
guys. They they just you know they whip it out. They, they Wood Wood's got sixty. How many kids you got today? Twelve? Uh, no, no, twelve. You Come on, that rookie. was last you said week. Sixteen. I was <laughs> being polite with twelve. Yeah, no, so so I have approximately I don't know thirty two. They just whip it oh, all yeah, out and they yeah. just they, they it's it's like a salad well, bar, right? Drunk, just puts so all she over. might give him another one. He's, she's sitting kind of close too. <laughs> but what rights? That's true. The, it really only is a touch. What, what <laughs> rights does the father have? Even 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 a deadbeat one night stand or or on again off again boyfriend. What rights does he have in terms of this? So you get pregnant, so not not. You, you in general. Hang on, Woody. Okay. Not you, you in I, general. Okay. I, I so, know so, this. Woody, hang on. I, well, I know because of the one night stands. You can asked. I ask, can I ask the fucking yeah. question? Okay, I'm sorry. To, to, to the I'm going to give the, the, the okay. mic back. So, you, you, you get a girl pregnant, okay? All right. So, you date a girl or you meet a girl. Let's call her Molly, okay? You, you get with her and you know her. You got her name and the number and all that stuff and you get with her and you call her up seven months later and she's pregnant. Right. And she's like, yeah, motherfucker, you knocked me up. And you're like, damn, I don't miss. That's, that's how when, good I am. That's right? when they hang up the phone. You swear it's work, I didn't nut in you. Right? <laughs> but, but he's like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. So he disconnects himself for two months to, to figure out what he was going to do. You know, he gets his shit together. He gets a better job. You know, he's, he's working, you know, the, the counter now and he's not working fries or whatever. But he wants to keep this kid. Right? So he takes that two months off and he calls Molly back and he's like, yeah, I want this baby. Right, we we're gonna do it. We can co-parent and all that stuff. She's like, no, I'm giving up for adoption. What rights does he have at that point if he wants to raise that baby? If she signs over her rights and he does not, he has the right to the child. Okay, so when people but he are, has to be on the birth father registry and have legal counsel himself. What, what do you mean a birth father registry? That, that's up to her to put it on because only she knows, right? Well, she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to put him on. She doesn't have to put it on. He has to put himself on? He, he has, has to do to. it himself. He has to do it himself. So does he have to prove that he's the father of that child? Yes. Yep. He's got to do paternity tests, all those kind of things. If you give birth to the baby, it's, it's yours. Uh-huh. If you don't give birth to the baby and you're like, hey, that's that's my baby, then they, they want proof before they just, okay, here you go. You have this one now. So what I'm hearing in my um, diminutive mind, um, <laughs> fathers have less rights. Uh, depending on the depending state. on the state. Okay, depending this on state. The state. Let's let's talk about this so, state. So Utah yeah. State, they do they do have rights, but the, he has to go through the same hoops as what the woman has to go through. She's going through all these hoops and hoopla's to try to figure out what adoptive parents she has. Does she want a place? Does she want to choose to parent this parent child in any way, shape, or form? What resources are available to her? Okay. If she chooses to parent this child, they will they will ask who the biological father is. And eventually Nine times out of ten, it's wood, right? It's it sometimes. Yeah. Okay. It's what I it mean, seems he's like. getting up there. No, like, like if you have thirty-seven kids, there's, that's a lot of births in the city of Utah. It so is. So I have a lot of them. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So what I've learned is, if you just ignore the registry, <laughs> you'd be fine. Right. Literally. Literally. Okay. And and I think that's what makes Utah state laws a little bit more eased. For a lot of these women, because mm-hmm. for instance, my birth father was was a drunk and an addict. So, and it was a date rape. Like I want this guy to have anything to do with this child. So, I that was your circumstance. That date was rape. my circumstances. I purposely zipped my lip, lied about it in any way, pace, if I followed. So just so I could get through it. I didn't want him because he'd already gotten two other women pregnant. Uh huh. And it just no, no. Did Did you know him in some regard, or what? Well, I knew him for one night drinking. That was the first night you met him? That was, well, it was the second night. I knew who he was, but I didn't know him 
personally, other than that personal five yeah. seconds that it took to Damn. get pregnant. <laughs> that, that, that's horrible, and I'm not, I'm not going to make light of that. Do you have brothers and uncles? I mean, how is this handled on your on your end? Brothers and uncles. Yeah, because that's how my family does things, okay? <laughs> we, um, we send meat over there. Well, you know, at that time, unfortunately, that was the mentality of what did you do to encourage it? What? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the, the whole what were you wearing? So, that, no, that you're of, talking, you're wearing? so you're, ta- so you're, you're <laughs> dipping into like the 90s, late 80s, yes. 90s, mid 90s, somewhere in there. Where we'll is? just stay with the 90s. Let's stay there. Okay, the 90s. <laughs> 90s, mid-90s, late 90s. So you're talking where it's the, uh, it's your fault because you probably wore a low-cut dress. You, uh, uh, sorry. It was winter A low-cut top so... with a high-cut dress. Is no, that right? It was wintertime. So, I was fully clothed. Fully clothed. No, we you were. Just drunk you were provocative enough that he was like, I, I can't, I can't help myself. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's how the, that, that's well, that's how society talks. Right, right. It does, yeah, like, yeah. It, like, that's, it, that's you, where we're at. You could not wear makeup and somehow you enticed the man. Did you even call the cops? Did. No, because then I'd have to prove. And he, it was his word against my word. And okay. at that time, your word didn't mean much. Okay. And I didn't, that would mean that again, I would have to prove that it was his baby. He'd have to do the biology, you know, the biological test, the uh-huh. DNA. And I didn't want to have to go through that. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would I want to torture myself and being humiliated in court and then everybody throw me under the bus and then I've got this baby and I have to parent until someone decides that he's in the wrong Dang. and that he did or did not rape me and then have to prove that he was or was not drunk. What happened to him? He's dead now. Oh, you Italian? Did you get him? No. Oh, no, well, we're being recorded. <laughs> no, Hang but on. I think uh, it's, no, I, think I, it's I, karma. I asked you the wrong time. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> he <laughs> we, overdosed. Yeah, right. he, he, never, he never got over the drugs, and oh, he oh, overdosed. Oh, by overdose, you mean like a, a vial full of air in his veins or something? Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Maybe yes. some pine saw in his neck. I paid. <laughs> Chanel's getting crazy over here. She <laughs> wants to like, fight somebody. <laughs> How long ago did that happen? Um, I want to say it's been about four or five years ago. That was a weird way to find out, too. I found out by Googling him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's his obituary. Uh, can I ask him. you how you felt about that? Uh, oddly, Nothing? Oddly emotional. Really? It was really uh, relief and emotional at the same time. It was a real conflicted emotion. I was really surprised. Did he go on to have a traditional family and, and live and work and all that no, shit? No, no. Um, come to find out, he didn't have anything to do with the other two mothers and the other two children. He lived with his mom and dad. He got divorced and didn't have any children and, and lived with his mom and dad. Well, and he had several children. Well, he had <laughs> he had three, but he didn't have anything to do with them. So he was a legit piece of shit he is was, what he was. I mean, like, if was. you look up piece of shit, it's this motherfucker. Absolutely. Two, you know, as I always tell people, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but it's something that you... Uh, it was a personal as, choice as, for me. As a young in your life, you're, yeah. you, you don't realize that. You don't know that somebody's history no. prior to, to walking into that situation. So you're putting a terrible situation in... You know, well, it's he not ends like, up where he's at, right, and you right. you make the decision that you do. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I did confront his parents. I knew where he lived because um, we had to stop by. He was helping me. <laughs> long story short, he was helping because my vehicle that I had at the time wasn't working, and what he kind drove of car by. Was it? It, it was it was an old Ford truck. Okay, old Ford okay. truck. That makes sense. You know what I learned from a hillbilly that Ford stands for found on this found on road what found on road dead found for, for yeah. found on found. 
on yeah, Road I feel Dead. Like that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I was Valhalla trying to spell Ford as yeah. I used don't acronym. Get me wrong, don't get me going on, on Dodge and Chevy either. They got some bad ones too. Okay. All right. But okay. it was just one of those where I was just surviving by borrowing my dad's vehicle and I got stuck and he happened to drive by and how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's drinking and I'm like, well, this sucks. I'll start drinking with you. I mean, it's just stupid kid stuff. I mean, yeah. I was 18 at the time and, well, and you, you don't expect somebody to do, stu- yeah, right. you do stupid things. You do, we all make stupid choices and decisions and we just don't realize the long-term consequences See, of those choices. You say that and I don't think you, I mean, it seems like you put a lot of blame on yourself. Well, a rapist is a rapist. Is a, a rapist, rapist is, is a, rapist. a rapist. You're right. Yeah. But I did say no. But I do have to take responsibility in the fact that I chose to drink too. Did I say no? Yes. You're drinking now, but and you're just fine. You're yeah, gonna be no, just yeah, fine. No. You see what I'm saying? I yeah, get, I, I get like, it. I get like it. Like that's that onus is on him. We talk about this all the time. The hashtag or pound sign. Me too. Me too has gone. However, oh. in the '90s, it was still prevalent. It was like very... it was there. So for you, so. You're part of our ilk, ilk. Jamathan. He likes it when we say ilk. <laughs> you're part of our ilk, and just because you're part of our ilk doesn't mean that it's okay that what happened. No, it's, it wasn't okay, but at the same time, I still had to take responsibility for my actions. It wasn't that I went into this naively because I knew I was drinking and I knew I was doing stupid shit, and, and literally, I was pushing it just as much as he was, but when it got P- to that... Pushing what? Pushing the sexuality. Okay. I mean, you're, you're flirting and mm-hmm. you're, you're drunk, you're stupid, you sure. know, and you're like, oh, you like me? Let me take my coat off. It's warm in this car. Mm-hmm. Like, and one thing led to another and eventually, you know, kissing and then making out. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, shit, this is getting too serious. I don't want this anymore. I said, no. But by that time, you're so drunk and stupid. It's over in seconds, literally over in seconds. And never, ever does it cross anyone's mind, anyone's mind, especially women's, that I could get pregnant that fast. Yeah. And I did. I did. I knew the second I got home and I sobered up and I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm pregnant. Okay. I I still don't agree with that in in you in terms of um, that being your fault. And maybe I'm looking at it through 2022 and I was alive in, you know, the early 90s, late 80s. I was alive and all that. And I know that stuff. You know, she she was asking for it. She wore a short skirt and all. And I didn't agree with it back then. Right. You know, because... I have a low self-esteem and I want people to throw themselves at me and you have to be blatant. (laughs) Your circumstance. What what was your circumstance? If you don't mind my asking. Yeah. Chanel, Um, number five. (laughs) I also think just in Linnea's, I think she's had to explain herself so many times. Mm -hmm. I think she's had to be like, oh, well, and people being like, well, what were you wearing? And I think people that's have really where, said that to you. I think that's where her yeah. why she has that. Okay, I know that I did things that I wouldn't recommend, but it's still not my fault. Okay. I think it's just been so it's it's '90s difference versus '2000s difference, Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. But I I do still think that that we as as human beings we have to take responsibility because I think we have this culture now where it's everybody else's fault but your own. Instead yeah, of, you're right. right. It's gone totally the other it's way. It's gone so far yeah, overboard. You're totally right. So I'm not saying that what he did was okay, but I have to understand that I also. That's where you were at in that time. That's period. where it was yeah, at yeah. that time, and I'm willing to take the responsibility of okay, I made a bad choice, made a bad decision. I consciously knew I was going into this. Did I think I was going to get pregnant? Hell God, no. 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 God no. No. Not that night. No. Not I, that night. Right. I'm sorry. I interrupted uh, Chanel. Sorry. Carry on. No worries. I think that just has a lot How'd to do you with get pregnant, Chanel. Oh, you want to hear my story? I want to hear. Well, well I can guess. I can guess. All right, oh. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> there she was no Barry Manilow. 
I look like I listen to Barry, but that's good. My best friend listens to Barry. He needs Mandy's his shit. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so mine, I had a boyfriend. We'd been together for a little bit, and he wanted to have sex. I I had never done it, and he was like, "Let's give it a go." Hit. How old? Sixteen. Okay. And we did, and there age. comes there comes my birth son. <laughs> it was a one one and one and done. No shit. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to tell on you. Okay. That when he did find out that you were pregnant, he wanted to kill you. Literally. That's that's Literally. extra pieces. When he found that's out extra pieces. That's just additional that's to the story. Right? Pieces. Let's <laughs> let's go there. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm gonna use that. I like extra pieces. That's just some extra pieces to I'm the story. Use that. Those are the extra puzzle pieces uh-huh. that make a, the complete picture. But um no, I I knew. I knew immediately. I was like, oh shit. How did you know? A woman just knows. Yeah. Okay. No, I no, I no, I can't I know. I can't. I, what is it? The glow you get, like uh, flowers in your head, or you you you. you oh, that's your so nipples start tingling. Comes out your twat, and you just kind of go, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> really? Were you really going there? You have that's like where it's I'm this go. beautiful, positive thing. It was not. I was 16. <laughs> okay. All right. He's like a, he got done, and I laid there, and I was like, your lips started burning, Fuck. huh? You're like, oh shit. Because <laughs> he went, <laughs> and she went, you done? <laughs> yeah. That's that's where we're at here with this one. Okay, that was quick. Yeah, it was just like, oh shit, yeah. something something not happened. right, right. <laughs> something didn't happen that I didn't expect. All right, so I'm gonna have this question for for both of you guys. I'm gonna start with you, Chanel. So when you tell your parents that happened, Ooh. what do they say? Are they on board for the baby? Oh, uh, you got to look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> they that's want, the holy shit. Are they on board for the baby, or or they like, what are you what are you gonna do? Or you moving out? Or you marrying him? Or whatever. So being 16, Mm -hmm. I had already come up with plans of like, okay, I'm high enough on my credits. I'll be able to graduate early. Like I came up with a whole game plan to be done with school. Because that's Mm -hmm. the game plan when you get pregnant is my GPA. Oh shit. Well now what? (laughs) (laughs) I was good in school. I got laid. That doesn't mean I didn't have great grades. Okay. So there's a career job right there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, I ended up getting everything figured out on my end because I've learned you don't approach parents without a game plan. Yeah, You're not just like, hey, true. I'm pregnant. What do I do? Right. No, I've already I've already made grown up decisions. So let me show you the adult that I can be. OK, so I had already figured out I had found a job. I had tried to get all my ducks in a row before I said anything. There mm-hmm. weren't ducks involved. There were no ducks involved this time. <laughs> it, it, it rhymed with duck. It did rhyme with duck. <laughs> so I, I... But she was screaming, and that's what happened. Basically presented it to my mom. I was like, hey, heads up. And at that point, I was... She said oh, heads shit. up, like a fucking ball's yeah. in the like, air. Hey, by the way... Like somebody hit a foul ball. Heads up. Oh, shit. What? The oh, fuck shit. That's so how I handle things, though. I'm like, hey, I've got this handled, so don't, don't you worry your pretty heads little up. head about it. Okay. Like, you just sit down. Take a seat. Okay. I, have, I have a presentation for you here. Mm-hmm. And she does do presentations, by the way. <laughs> I so I was like, "Hey, I um, found out I'm pregnant. I'm gonna I'm gonna parent him. Everything's taken care of. We're good to go. Um, I figured out this game plan of how I'm gonna make this much money. I'll be able to do this. I found somebody that's gonna babysit him while I'm at work afterwards. Like I had everything laid out. Okay. And my mom said, "Uh, no, no." <laughs> no. And my stepdad walked in. And my mom told my stepdad, and he's like, oh, so where are you going to live? I was oh, like, oh, shit, they were booting you? So I was like, oh, all right, then. I'm going to I'm gonna figure some stuff out. Yeah. So I have my, my dad and stepmom. My presentation did not work. My presentation did not work. <laughs> yeah. This was not Shark Tank approved. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so my my dad and my stepmom live in Las Vegas. And so my mom made me call my dad and tell him. And he's like, I told you your one job was to finish school and not get knocked up. I was like, well, shit, I wasn't listening. Yeah, but here I am now. Yes. So I now, don't need now that Now here shit. we are. Right. And so he's like, okay, well, you can move down here with me. We can take the baby until you're ready. Like, you just let me know what we're going to do. The other side was like, no, you ain't keeping this baby. Figure it out. All right. So you had opposite ends of the spectrum. So it ended up being, okay, what am I going to do? What's going to be best for this baby? Which mm-hmm. up until, shit, two weeks before he was born, I planned on parenting him. How long ago was this? Uh, he just turned 12 this last week. 12, so 12 years ago. Yeah. So you still in his life? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. We have he a super open adoption. With her. He did. I picked him up yesterday. He stayed the. He, I, we spent all day together. He stayed the night. We had an adventure. What does he call you? Um, mommy Chanel. Sometimes now it's just Chanel. Sometimes he slips and calls me mom. It's an adventure. We just see what happens. Okay. Well, because I would imagine that it, like, you're a, you're so you're a birth mother, but you're also still a mom because. Like, he came from you, which his birth parents are also, like, mom and dad, right. so it's no disrespect to them. His adoptive parents, not his Right, birth right, parents. right. Yeah. His adoptive parents are still mom and dad, so it's no disrespect, but at the same time, I think it's, at least the way I see it, he feels some um, respect saying, like, mommy Chanel or mom or whatever, and it's no disrespect to current mom and dad who adopted you, but it's like... Hey, I know where I came from. I know what's going on. I know how good I have it. And thank you for giving me such an opportunity. It would it be something like that. Yeah, I mean, and they have an older son that they had adopted before I placed. Right, because he's not a guinea pig. Right, he was not the <laughs> guinea pig. Phew. And so we, with his birth mom, they had asked her if she was okay being called mommy with her name. And she liked it, so they asked me after I had had him if that was something I was comfortable with. Okay. Just to kind of keep it how the family rolls. And I'm going to come over to you and ask you the same question, but I want to ask you both on the segue because I'm a professional. <laughs> what, what do you do with the milk? Oh. Where, where's the like the milk? Ice packs. You you you, you cool them down and they wear just... a, uh, a a ace bandage around, keep it smashed yeah. against I, you. You do. I think you do that if you want to pretend you're a boy. <laughs> I think that's what they're doing. That's I, why I do a it fucking currently. fucking ace bandage isn't going to do shit for milk. The milk's still going to show up. What do you do with the milk? Seriously. I mean, you know, it's a real question. I mean, I mean, age myself again. Back okay. in the 90s, they had a pill that was supposed to prevent the milk from coming in, and it didn't work. So I remember ice packing. it didn't packing, work. It was the 90s. Right? Because none of the pills <laughs> worked. That's why we all got pregnant then, right? But no, it, it, it was a pill, but it was ice packs, and it, and it was just, oh, God, it was painful. Painful. It was so painful. I was, was with so somebody painful. yesterday that she's like, oh, shit, I forgot the pump, and her nipples are just swelling up, and I'm like, mama. She's like, stop it. I'm like, mama. <laughs> Fucking nipples are leaking. And shit. So how, how do you mitigate the milk? Seriously. So I did not have the pill. Obviously, because uh, it didn't, didn't work. How, that was in the 90s. So that's yeah. why you got pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they had said that that makes it so that later when you have babies, you potentially can't get milk again okay. with the pill. So um, I was told some witchcrafty shit. And my nurse said to put cabbage leaves on with a tight bra. Stop talking to me like that. Legit. <laughs> did you Legit. really no, fucking I just really say did. that to no, me? I really. so did. And it, it worked. It worked. I had milk for like two days. It worked. And that was it. <laughs> I know that's some that's some old wives witchcrafty shit. It is witchcrafty shit, but pay, it works. I would pay to see somebody doing that. What have you seen that How before? Much? <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't okay. go below a hundred. Just okay. saying. Linnea, for you, hundred dollars for birth. You, 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 you're, you're the birth mother, and yeah. did you keep a relationship with your child? Um, it was seasonal. So back then, I thought it was an open adoption, and I put that in air quotes because. Okay, okay hold on. Before you continue. Yes. Um, because I know what. I know you what know where open going. is. I, you know, I do know where it's going, but I know what a, open is versus seasonal, mm-hmm. and I want you to explain the difference because um, this is going to be a revelation to uh, the so what you're saying family. We once Keith and I recorded an episode, and we had to re-record it because of like sound things, and I had opened up about my life. And then we had to re-record it, so no one ever heard it. But um, I'm very familiar, and I have adopted children. Right. So um, I have a very open uh, adoption with some of my children, right. which means um, I see their birth mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talk. We're friends on the Facebook because that's where you know everybody, right? right? Um, right. Like we'll get together. It's it's very open, and my children that are adopted know who their birth mothers are. Um, birth fathers are, that's a different story for a different time, maybe. <laughs> maybe this time later on. But um, Take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part D of this. But a, a, an open adoption versus a seasonal is something very different. Very and different. that's what in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, they told you, uh, off, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, open versus seasonal. That's what they would tell you in the beginning because you thought it was open, but it's, actually seasonal right. because it's it's uh christmas mother's day birthday essentially if if that yeah okay if that. so i'm a do- i i'm i've gone through open adoption where it's like any day of the week yeah like oh my children you're so texting I ha- and yeah, saying so, so hey, i have so i have yeah so i have children your kid today yeah i have children that are adopted and they run into their biological siblings right. at the little caesars yeah. they're like oh hey what's up how are you and they know each other that's open it's like yeah they're that's very, open. Very open but seasonal is totally different so i um will you go into that just a yeah. little bit before you go into it, your uh used... story of seasonal no i love that um so back, back, and I say back in the days, it, it used to be that That's you That's almost were, 30 years ago. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. I'm going to age your ass here soon. <laughs> no, it, it was meant to be. I mean, a lot of women, if, you, if people don't understand, it used to be the old days where you were sent off to a home, and it was a pregnancy home. And they still kind of have those actually back east in some places throughout yeah. the United States. But you would, So I'm from the northeast and you went down south for a while right, and then you came right. back, right? You, you so, were a nanny yeah, for right. nine months and you, then you came back. You were a little chubby when you left and when you came back, you were just exactly. rejuvenated, right? Exactly. And and it was meant to not talk about it, discuss it. So that was that was absolutely closed. And then you were told to just move on and don't talk about it and discuss it. And it was this right. dirty little secret. And then it started to get more and more open, and I thought it was open at the time, which open was not the same as what it means today, but it just meant that I could send cards around her birthday or around Christmas time, and I would send a gift, and they would send me one, and it was what they call in Utah right now, and they do have different agreements in different states, is good faith agreement. So it just meant that you both agreed that you would stay in contact for the birthdays or the holidays or whatever that may be. Right, which is seasonal, which is not very open no. it, and not not at all because um, I I have a very dear friend of mine and she's the one that introduced me to adoption. This was in high school and she said it was open. Yeah, and then said, but when 
um, after a couple of years, I can't remember what it was. Then it was done. Yeah. Like, no communication. I said, well, that's not open. Yeah. That's like, Seasonal. you get to see that child when it has a birthday or you have a mother's day, but that's not open. Yeah. That's, and now you, you give a term to it, which I didn't know then because yeah. I was, you know, in the nineties back in the day. That's seasonal. I want to interject something right now because we've never had a, a mask off like this. Again, like I said, it's serious since life and death. We're going to say dumb shit because that's what we do. But um, friends and family are reaching out to me right now. And I got I got a guy named Chap. He says, I think what she is maybe trying to say is she put herself in a bad situation. Not that rape or his actions are her fault. We're responsible for putting ourselves in bad or in shady situations is what he said about you in terms of. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Adoption is great, bro. I'm a proud member of that club. So Mm. that's news to me. Thank you. One of my boys, Chap. That's. Wow. That's a people, good thank you. People thank you invo- for acknowledging that. That's, isn't that, yeah, isn't thank that you for sharing with us. People to be invulnerable right now. Yeah. And I, I, I would like to say um, earlier, I took four pieces of uh, toast <laughs> at the... No, no. I was just going to confess something. No, I'm just fucking around. I, I, again, adoption is... is was it powdered sugar? No, it, there was nothing going on. We, we, it's look, a beautiful let, thing. Let me tell you something right now. My family, we're so fucking poor. If somebody brought, I, oh, I do. You know what? I take that back. My mother, one time, she did have our foster kids. She had a, a kid named Mark and LaKayla, and they were with us for like two, three months. But I think she, actually she was doing it for the check, because right? I know she got paid for that shit, right? They but do. I, I, I thought, I, I, me and my sister, we talk about this. My, me and my older younger sister, like, what happened to them? I got two sisters. I okay. got a younger, younger sister, and I got an older, younger okay. sister, but I'm the I, oldest. I, I, I just was a little confused. Right? Older, younger sister. And I just wonder what happened happen? to them. Like that was... I, just, I just wonder what happened to them. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's so weird because we're all connected. Yeah. If you yeah. do it biblical, you do Adam and Eve. If you do the alien stuff, we're all from the same planet, you know, whatever the case. But we're all connected some way. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But the problem with humans is we judge each other so fucking so much. So much. Man. It's crazy. So much. So, I mean, um, I, I, I joked earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And you got this wall of pictures that, you know, the people won't see, right? But there's one glow spot up there and <laughs> yeah. it's Wood in his family, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it we, was the shiny ball that was, the sh- that was coming <laughs> That's what it was. But we, we, we use ways to separate ourselves. So, yeah. here, here, so, you three, you three, you know, white Americans, right? All right, but, oh, you gave a baby up for adoption, yeah. and uh, you did this, and then you did that. But right. y- y- you're all the same, right? Only problem I have with adoption, and look look me straight in the eyes, ladies, and Woody. Only problem I have with adoption is this. All right, I'll, I'll see I'll see a family, and I've, I, I want I want to know what you guys think about this. Sure. I'll see a family. There'll be a white family, and they'll have a, a black baby, and that motherfucker will be as ashy as they come, and his hair will be all fucked up. And I'll pull That's him aside. That's because they don't know what to do. What? I, I'll I'll come up to him, Linnea. <laughs> stay with me. I'll go I'll go I'll walk up to him in the supermarket. I'll be like, Yo, you realize you got to put fucking lotion on this motherfucker because look at him. He he looks like he's been kicking flour. All right, and his hair. <laughs> It's just all <laughs> fucked up. Let me give you a list of barbershops. And some of them look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's fine. And some of them like, oh, God, thank you. Because I didn't know what the fuck to do with that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Right? We, from what I understand. We live it, in Utah. How do you not know that lotion's a thing? It's, e- it's easier. <laughs> is it for, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't know if this is overseas. I don't know if they're getting African babies or some shit, right? But it's easier to adopt um, people um, of a different race. Like if you're white, you can adopt, you know, like a Russian baby. 
or or, or Japanese baby or African baby. Yeah. It's easier so to do that. Am I, I right? Got, I got that? a thing to say about this. So there was a <laughs> company back in the early 2000s that would go to Micronesia <laughs> and uh, uh, Guam, like over okay. in like by Japan Pacquiao. and Hawaii. J- and, many Pacquiao. Yeah, many Pacquiao. Okay. Uh-huh. And they would... They would take children from over there, Micronesia, and take them, say, we're going to adopt them out to a family and in the Americas, and they can raise them, but then you'll have that kid when they get older. And so then, but then the parents here in the Americas would take the baby, and they would say, oh, this is going to be your baby for all time and eternity because of uh, religion, and adopt them out. So mm-hmm. then when the children got of age... They thought, that, well, this is their family. Well, then the family from Micronesia or wherever it was. Um, is it Micronesia? Am I right? No. <laughs> Damn it. Where? I'm it's just, just going to let you dig yourself a hole. Anyway, somewhere close to there. Whatever. And then they would come and say, hey, where's our kid? And the families were like, well, it's our kid. Well, it's our kid. And it, there, there was this battle. That fam- that organization has been since shut down. Yes. So it's the Marshallese Islands. Marshallese, yes. Oh, that's off the coast of Africa. Marshall Islands. So So they would take them from there and do just what I would the story is right, the location is wrong. Right. So there there's that's a whole nother story and that's episode three. Um, (laughs) I like that. that. I like that. It's that's the black market of adoption and there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad though that and and that's the scary part about adoption is is we've some people make it really, really ugly, and then some people just make it absolutely beautiful, and it depends on who you talk to. So that stuff does happen, unfortunately, and they're told, and you're, they're extorting emotional, you know, emotional people that are yeah. just trying to make it survival. Okay. That does happen. And as far as your question goes back to, yes. you can adopt any child you want. That, uh-huh. No, that's that's not actually always true. No, I, I didn't say you can adopt any child you want. I said it's easier to adopt people uh, like a black no. kid from fucking Congo. You know, that, so, but, but, God truth damn it, be, Wood, why no, do you keep showing up? Because, because this is passionate this to is, me, this and is, this is something that I know. There was a time, and maybe it still exists, there was a time where you could adopt a an African American child uh-huh. cheaper than you could adopt a white American child. Yeah, Chanel, that was a huge yes, so it's that, absolutely a thing. So, so it's total yeah, bullshit. It is. It, a child is a child is a child. Okay. But yet because we we say they're black, they're cheaper. Uh-huh. Like you want to go back to the 1920s, 30s, 60s, hell for I don't whatever. You're adopting children because of their race and their color cheaper than you would another. So, okay. It's total bullshit. And yes, Keith, to your your answer, yes, it that's a thing. L- Linnea, can I step in here right now before sure. you answer? Sure. Um, if I'm looking to adopt people and the mom's six five and the dad seven one, I'm adopting that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck with <laughs> you all say. If it's Shaquille O'Neal on the table, I'm taking that guy. I want your genetics. I want to know what it is. I got NFL I'm thing going on. <laughs> anyway, go no, ahead. I, I understand where you're coming from. So that that was a huge thing. And I mean, again episode four where you talk about the history of this that was kind of a thing in the 70s and it was shut down and and it's still kind of that same scenario where people have that stereotype and i'm going to say stereotype because unfortunately there is what they call a race-based fee a lot of agencies will use and it's a really shitty term and it should be done away with because that That I, I we won't go into that, but it does exist and it does still kind of happen and it should be stopped because it's really shitty. Okay. But unfortunately, it does exist. So does it mean that you can adopt a you know black child or a Japanese child cheaper than anyone else? Actually, not always because you're adopting internationally, so you've got a whole different ball game of how those fees and how that adoption happens because you have to 
pay for those international fees, you have to go, I mean, you have to get an attorney in both, you know, different countries. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole different process. But there's that stereotype that I grew up with, which I we didn't get into, but that's probably episode five. So just <laughs> um, you're pretty linear. I, I like you're that. welcome. Somebody who's drinking? Where were we talking about? You know, the black market of adoption, and that's a whole nother ball game that people don't realize. My mom opened up that door, not knowing by telling everybody, and then I ended up with all these phone calls and text. Well, they didn't have text messages. I'm I'm dating myself here. Of profiles that come they in the mail. They sent you actual letters. Shut up. What I <laughs> Right now. Um, but they did. They sent me letters. They sent me. <laughs> they sent me profiles in the mail. And, and you know, you, you know, if you've ever seen it in corporations, you know, where they have those great big, you know, bins, and they would just be full. Of, I had profiles. They bring the binder full, like Literally. the three ring binder. And it's like it was here you huge. Go. But it, I didn't have. I didn't go through an agency. I did an independent adoption. So I, which is easier nowadays, it is now. than an agency. It used yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. No, it's current. It still is. So uh, really, you just need an attorney. There's more. Who there's no are private assholes and change you a charge more, you a lot of fees. Well, they do. Except for your nonprofit, which is what? <laughs> Life after placement. Life after placement. dot com. dot org. dot org. Read it, dude. Read okay. It. No, I'm gonna... the worst. I, I I hear what you're saying. You didn't have that I still one didn't, memorized. I still <laughs> didn't get to answer my question. Should I? I've been drinking a lot. Should I be walking up to white people at the supermarket with black babies telling them to put lotion and hair grease in their hair? Honestly, yes. I think, Honestly, yeah. yes. Absolutely. They do that. know the education. Yeah. And, yep. and it's really been pushed more so than I've ever seen it in the, probably the past 10 years where it's not done in a derogatory way. They no. really want to adopt. I'm trying and, to help, but I'm trying to help them out. But yeah. a lot of women, believe it or not, a lot of these children are biracial children. Mm-hmm. And you don't know because they're walking in the store and you're like, that kid looked milk chocolate. Yeah. Well, you know, it it's that should go away. But do I think that the parents should be educated if they choose to adopt a child that's from a different race? They need to understand that culture. All I'm gonna say, they if, if, to if I was a, uh, adopt family. a kid from the fucking Netherlands, right, and I put Murray's grease in his hair, there's gonna be a fucking problem. There's gonna right? be a huge problem. Huge yes. problem. His hair's gonna be all fucked up, yeah. right? It, it, there's things I can't do to him that I would do to my own. And so when I see that kid <laughs> out there, and he, and he looks like. I don't know. He's got, you know, snow on his fucking hand and knuckles and shit, right? right? Yeah. You have to lotion him up. Well, slather him in lotion. And it's, it's, it's almost, it's humiliating for them because they went it for the right reasons, but they're terrified of asking those for, questions. Yeah. Well, you're also I, in Utah. I, and so Utah, how many people do right? they have that they feel confident in asking? I got a buddy who adopted a black kid. Right. And I, you know, I don't know if it was the cheaper rate or whatever, whatever he did. Right. But he adopted one. But he comes to me, he goes, where do I go to get his haircut? And I gave him like five places to go and get his haircut. Kudos to him. There's some that take him to fucking supercuts. And you walk in the supercuts like, oh, shit. I should have yeah. paid attention that day. I took I took Afro day off. I've mentioned it multiple times on this that I have a close friend of mine who has adopted a uh, black uh, boy and girl. And he's reached out. Can to, you say black boy? I mean, I just when you said that, it kind of hit me kind of hard. Do you want I'm, me to say I'm African American boy? No, because no, like, no, I'm going to watch Emancipation today, and I know what they're going to say to him <laughs> after y'all even watching Emancipation. Okay, you said okay. black boy. I was like, oh fuck! I okay, got to punch well, wood in his face now. No, so, no I'm just fucking. No, with no, you. Go ahead. So, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So he reached out to like many people over social media, like, hey, what do um, I do? I don't know what to do with my. Uh, 
the boy not so much, but the girl, he's like, I don't know what to do with her hair. Right. It, he, he's like, I'm I'm causing problems. She's screaming at me. It's and he reached out, and many people were like, Oh, hey, take him here, take him there. Yes. You got to do this. Got to mm-hmm. have that product. So, yeah. I, I, it's. The adoption aside, I think you have to be aware of, and and so for those of you that don't know, and which is everybody in, so what you say say in Landia, I have Japanese children. Mm-hmm. Their teeth are very soft. I don't know if you guys what know the this. What did you just say? Japanese people have very soft enamel. Genetics. Okay. Yeah. Genetics. And um, I'm glad you said that shit, not me, man. So <laughs> I like I'm taking them, and they have cavities and i'm like we brush twice a day what the hell's going on and the doctor says to me oh are they asian descent and i said well they're japanese uh-huh. so i'll look at them yeah. and he's like oh well that makes sense they have very soft enamel so you no have to be shit. careful yeah so japanese people have very soft enamel so he's like be careful of the sugars that you feed them like stay away from the corn stay away from uh like starches and and candy in general yeah like okay coca-cola that's crazy so yeah so you genetics have to has, be aware yeah genetics yeah. has a so huge had i not known it. if you did adopting ask. those children had i not known that they were japanese i would have never known that and they would have been poorly mishandled because you know i'm an idiot yeah. so yeah, sure. luckily i knew but but it all yeah. comes back to the adoption process well and, and i think that's what's crucial is the education that these adoptive couples when they go into it and they do it for love and they're and they're yes. desperate that doesn't mean it fix and let me make this very clear this does not fix their infertility problems. That's the biggest misconception. If you adopt, that's going to fix your infertility problems. And that's a whole other episode oh, by itself. So some Are we people, on six or seven? That's seven. Yeah. Seven, thank you. Some thank people you. have the mindset. I was losing is We fuck, we fuck, we can't get pregnant. We adopt a kid, now we can get pregnant? Yes. That really does happen. No off. shit. Yeah, because the then stress the stress is off. off. That, uh, for the record, that happens a lot. It do does. you have a, a percentage statistic on that? I, I do, but we're not going to go there. That is it does high. Happen. Yeah, it does happen because, because you put so much pressure on yourselves. You're going through the whole process. You want these kids, and it it's just they they tell them, well, just adopt a baby and that'll be okay. Well, what they don't understand is then when they do have their own biological children and they don't get the education about adoption and mm-hmm. about birth mothers and about these children, they kind of toss that kid to the side, mm-hmm. and. Even though they don't admit to it, they actually do it. I mean, there's some behaviors that we do. We don't realize, like, we feel like, oh, I'm never going to turn to my mother. And then, you know, 20 years later, you're like, oh, shit, I just said what my mother said. All the time. My, I right? say my dad shit all it, the time. I've just become my mom. Uh, right? Yeah. So it happens. And it's just, I think it's all about education. How do you get that education out? Mm-hmm. How do you talk about that education in a positive way? And to be open and honest as adoptive parents to say, dude, you know, hey, why don't you go talk to so-and-so? Why don't you go talk? We have a friend, Chanel and I have a good friend who've adopted five children. Five. And they have different, they're all different cultures, different races. Four of them, though, are biracial black. Okay. And so she did a bunch of research on her end, and she started asking everybody, any yeah. person of color she could find. She's like, listen, I got boys, they, their hair, I don't know what to do with it. Good for her. And so they have like a barber that they take him to, and yeah. that he gets that time to kind of bond but, and, and, and do that kind of stuff too. If you got four biracial, I mean, you can find a barber, but then you get, might get the one with the curly locks and he's got to go to exactly. supercuts, yeah. right? Because my man don't know what to do, right? That's all scissors, not clippers. It's all, it's all about getting past your own insecurities, really, and 
and just going out and talking to people. Right. And, and that's a human nature thing that I think that we've got to get past. It's like owning to your own shit. You got to talk about it. You got to discuss it. It's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just something you need to learn. And for some reason, I think it more so than anything, not a lot of people want to learn. They don't want to go out of their comfort zone. Because everybody knows everything. They think everybody, they know everything. everybody knows you everything. You can Google well, it, and right? That's, that's right. embarrassing, Let's though, too. Is like, I've been wanting to adopt for so long. I finally adopt this baby. And in my adoption paperwork and all the parenting classes they're making me take, they didn't say, hey, this baby's ashy. you got to put lotion on him. Yeah. That's nowhere. <laughs> so they're going into this, and they're Kids like, hey, I've adopted, <laughs> I've adopted this baby. I have this baby. They don't want to turn around and say, I don't know what to do to take care of him the best way. So, 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 so that's what, a humiliating thing for a parent to say. I, I know a lot of, uh, you know, you talk about these interracial babies and stuff and all that, and I'll put this out there for people. Um, a lot of interracial babies, especially you know, black, Mexican, black, white, there's a thing called a Mongolian um, mark. Mm-hmm. Yes, on, on, I've heard you, that. You, yeah. you, you, yeah. you nod in your head. And I remember one of my boys telling me his doctor told him because he got a, a Mexican girl pregnant and had a baby with her, and uh, the doctor's like, "This is Mongolian mark. It can be misconstrued as child abuse, but for some reason." When blacks and Mexicans get together, the baby has this mark on his back yeah. or butt, yeah. and it looks like a, a, a bruise from child abuse. So just so you're aware of that, and we're going to document <laughs> this right now because we don't want you over, you know, two months from now when you take it to so uh, daycare. do not go with anyone that's in Mexican or, yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually used to work at a daycare, and uh-huh. we had a kid like that, and it looked like a handprint on right. his on his rear right. end, and it, so it was something. And you that, could have reported that and mm-hmm. fucked up somebody's life, but they're like, no. And that's something his mom but, had told us when he first started was, "Hey, heads Mongolian up, Mark. this is what he's And why got. they call it Mongolian is beyond me. Which I mean, maybe Just for they, fun. And they're it, right, right? They're racist. Genghis Khan <laughs> is fucked up. So for you, for your child, um, did you keep a, a relationship with them? With the adoptive couple. Or? The adoptive couple and the the, the, the baby that you placed so i thought that i had a good relationship with the adoptive couple the adoptive mom and i would talk for hours at least two three times a year and i really thought we had this close sisterly bond is the best way this sounds like it's gonna end horrible and and it did end horrible it did and so unfortunately it 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 ended up when she became pregnant at 16 well 15 she was 16 when she had the baby um it, it really tore us apart and it wasn't because I wanted it to. It's just I think it was humiliating for them. I think it was hard for them. And I think it was that human nature, we just want to blame somebody else and then accept the fact that maybe as parents we screwed up. Okay, when you say humiliating, I'm going to guess they were well-to-do. They, they because were okay. Because people, yeah. the okay. people from the projects don't get humiliated, Listen, right? They're just like, <laughs> oh, she had to I, just talk to my cousin <laughs> Sheila. Sheila did yeah. that same shit. But you shit, have to... You know? This I've, is Utah. I've, I've peeled Utah. out yeah. like the provided... Uh, Food stamps before and giving them for cereal. <laughs> and shit you could do to me. When, this when, the, when the EBT came out, motherfucking poor people got so fucking bougie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I was like, can I get one of those? Just, right. When you I, had food like, stamps, you had to go out there and tell them yeah. yeah. perfect. Hey, yeah. I was on food stamps. Don't when even I first put started, money so on my even, card. I just want it. a card. You, you weren't on EBT, you were on food stamps. I was on food yeah. stamps. So, 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 so you remember the brown? The brown yeah. was the one dollar yeah. bill. Yeah. The the Purple, I think that was 20. Green was five, right? Remember well, all that and then shit? you had to divide it out based if it was on dairy, if it was fruits and vegetables. What? Like, it was um, Y'all are old. Hey, and don't fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Linnea, and don't fuck up yes, putting fucking true. dog food up there and they'll just clown your ass. Oh, uh, you know the dog, dog food. Dog food was not on the list. No, you're not getting dog Dog's food, gonna right? Die. So, Dog's so, gonna die. Cats are dead, man. Can't afford that so, on. 
<laughs> here, here, to to our point of the like uh, Mongolian mark, uh-huh. uh, we have somebody commenting in that says, "Hey, uh, I had no idea that thing even existed. Yeah. Like the Mongolian mark didn't sure. even exist." They got a black kid. They must be in jail for child no, abuse. No, <laughs> I'm. If if I read the name, you would know exactly who I'm talking about and why she doesn't understand what that is. But yeah. that's not a th- like people don't understand that. Mm. I didn't realize adopting Japanese children. That they had soft enamel and really stringy, straight hair. Why doesn't your hair curl? Like, I'm getting irritated. Like, I want to curl your hair and make you look pretty. Well, it's just straight. It doesn't matter what a curling iron or hairspray does. It doesn't doesn't happen. So people have to be aware of these kind of things when they're taking on that responsibility. Here's here's what I'm going to say about this, and and it's done in a very polite positive ways I can possibly put it. Okay. When you oh, go we don't, in, we don't do that here. Well, we're trying. Okay. <laughs> we're trying our best. This is what you're saying. What Chanel's you're saying, right? being your uh, Thank you uh, for being my advocate. She's paying She's, attention. You go into adoption because you you want to adopt. You can have children and you really want to do something. And it's done out of love. It's done out of love. Now, that after that, it's your responsibility, despite whatever reason you go into adoption, you need to do your education. You need to do your support as far as understanding the child that you're adopting, what you're going into, why you're going into it. Because I look at adoption as being a, like a a mixed family. I mean, we've got divorces all the time, right? Right. And everybody's getting married to so-and-so. And so when you have stepmoms and stepdads and step half siblings and that it's, it's a marriage and it's not going to go away. Right. It's not going away. Just saying. So, You've got to make it work. You've got to be having those uncomfortable conversations. You've got to have the funniness into it also, too. You've got to. Yeah, so to. so you, you mentioned, like, uh, step-parenting and adoption or birth parenting and, and all of that. So there are, there are children out there that are step-children, <sighs> mm-hmm. that biological of their parents, but then they're step of somebody else and right. are very productive and live fulfilling lives, very happy. Yeah. Like, just because you're a step or adopted or biological, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the circumstances on which you're raised in that moment. So if your biological parents are shitty, guess what? You're probably going to be a shitty person. And we see plenty of that today. If you're adopted and your parents, your bi- your adopted parents are very good and your biological are shitty, well, you're probably going to be good because you're with the... And the same with the step. So when you say that, I think it is very dependent on, and and you two know probably better than I do because obviously I can't have a child, but um, <laughs> you know when picking, you're trying to pick the best for your biological child and place them with somebody that you feel in that moment is the best for them at that time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's speed dating, literally. I mean, you have a short period of time to get as much information about each and every one of these couples, and you hope that they're honest in their profiles that they offer, because we're making a lifelong decision that will affect us for the rest of our lives and them for Uh, the rest of our lives. So how much time did you... I'm sorry, Keith. How much time did you have from the time you placed... Uh, to the time you decided, to the time you placed, did you have to choose? Um, I think it was about four months. And Chanel, you had, you decided, you were like, oh, tomorrow afternoon. Chanel was on the yeah. fucking, she's like, I don't give a shit, speed dating, let's go, bitches. She, she was on a two-minute drill like John Elway. She was. Okay? Listen, <laughs> I had a plan A, I did the presentation, it didn't pan out. So now we're, oh shit, what's next, is what happened. 
But no, I, I saw their profile. I loved them. I met them in real life and was like, I absolutely adore these humans. Like, they are my kind of people. And, like, I think there was a point I even said, I'm like, can you just adopt me? Mm, Is mm, that okay? Mm, yeah. Because I was 16. I'm like, you can just yeah, take me. You, still, like, that's you got fine. two years left on the, on the grade, right? <laughs> like, and then we have, like, a grandbaby you can hang out with. Like, then we all win. Didn't fly that way, but. So, so Linnea, back on you with your relationship with your the, your birth child. Am I, I just want to make sure I'm saying. The parents. The adoptive parents. You, you, you said initially you guys were gun ho and you, you hung I, out. I all. thought we were, yeah. You say this. So what happened? She got pregnant. She became a teenager. I mean, teenagers are assholes, really. All right, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Um, some of us are still assholes. Right. Hint, you hint. never grow out of it. Right, know. right. So once she became a teenager, what changed for you and an and and adoptive parent? She got pregnant. I found out. They, they basically, this is going to sound horrific, but um, midway through talking and, and her going through teenage stage, they called me up and said, hey, she wants to meet you. And I remember thinking... Oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not a good sign. And I was So you terrified. hadn't met her up until this point? No, I didn't. All I had was pictures and conversations with the adoptive mom. Okay. So I had, again, very, very minimal seasonal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like two seasons in the year. So that was it. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't comfortable for me because I thought, well, that's not fair. And I'm the oldest of eight children, so I know that that teenage stage, about 12 years old and 13, is the Stuff shit stage. Fucking up, yeah. It's the shit stage. Yeah, you're so fucking up. When they asked me this, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. And I put it off for about a year until her dad called. And you know when the dad calls? Shit hit the fan. Okay. Dad called. That means it's serious. Yeah. So I went, well, okay, if he's calling me, then it must be serious. And it, and it was. I just didn't know to the degree because I think they didn't want me to know. Okay. So I, I understand that. But it was nerve-wracking because I just had my son. He was barely, I think, almost two at that time. And we went down to her house. And I, I don't think I've sweat so much in my life as I did that moment. I mean, I, I was doing, I'm sure my husband was like shoving down pills in my drink or something because I was just sweating bullets and worried she'd hate me and, and not knowing the circumstances. And, and I haven't seen the adoptive couple since birth. Okay. So, so how many years was that? That was 13, 14 years. Okay. So it, it it's like I talked to him on the phone and I love them. I had this unconditional love, but all of a sudden I'm going to meet these strangers that I've loved so much in person. That's nerve wracking. That's well, nerve wracking. And, and to be fully honest here, um, I see my birth son all the time. And every time I'm going to spend a weekend with him, I get the same sweat. Yeah. It still happens. It's called flop sweat. Huh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is that anxiety sweat. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh man, what if this is the time I go and he decides he hates he me hates now? Me. Yeah. What if he decides he doesn't want to spend time with my family? Like mm-hmm. what if he doesn't want to do this anymore? Yeah. And it's a terrifying feeling every time until we get together. And then we have so much fun and it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know what I was worried about. And you said he's 12? He's 12. Okay. Yeah. And I, I love their, I love those positive adoption stories, and that's why I do this advocacy, because mine is shitty. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really hard because the parents finally just said, we're done. We're done with her. You can come get her. What? And Did, I, you talking about the people that adopt her? Yeah, that? yeah. And I remember thinking, this what wasn't a return fuck? policy. I couldn't even imagine that's such not a even, thing. That shouldn't even be an like option. It, like, it's your kid is your kid is your kid. Right. Like, uh, you took responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I didn't know there was a return policy. It's not Walmart. This is not how this works. No, it's not how you it just, works. No. And so, 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 so it's and, not Sam's Club. You could just bring in any old tire and <laughs> so throw it we, in. What we call them is bougie. They were bougie, and she was fucking up, as kids do. As and do, they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Right. And I, I think I think they were just at their wits end, and and I didn't think of the word bougie at the time. All I knew was is 
in the moment. You don't have any black friends, do you? Do you have any black friends? Because black friends will tell you. Them motherfuckers are actually bougie. I didn't look at the ghost going, you guys are bougie bitches, man. I'm just looking at it as, holy shit, who does this? Like, who does this? Like, this... Like, you don't really process it because you really can't process the time. You're just going through the emotions of what the hell do I do? So I did. I I took her for, it was actually a Thanksgiving weekend, and I let her meet my parents, which would be her grandparents Mm -hmm. and and her aunt and uncles. Did did your parents, god damn it, can I fucking (laughs) say something one goddamn time? I I think we're on the same page here. Go ahead. Did her grandparents feel any sort of way? (laughs) Were they like, because that's blood. My yeah. mom thinks that what I did was disgusting. And to I'm not, this day? I'm not trying to throw her in the bus. I, I love her. She's my mom. But sure. she her thoughts are her legit thoughts. hates what I do. She hates what I do for a living. She thinks that what I did was disgusting mm. and that she just can't wrap her brain around it. Okay. My dad, on the other hand, was really supportive. And he's like, you know what? You're doing this in the right reason. I mean, he was, he was the bomb. I mean, he was... Mm-hmm. For the first time in years, he was actually being the dad I needed him to be. Oh shit! And that's okay. that's, that's because really harsh. You're, you had a dad of the '80s and the '90s, oh, and the dad man. was the dad who brought home like the paycheck. the paycheck. He was hard. He was the asshole. So you would ask mom. So you would say, "Hey, dad, can I go to Rebecca's for whatever?" And he'd say, "Ask your mom." And your mom would be the soft one, but the dad was the hard one. So when you get your dad's approval, because I grew up. I feel like in the same kind of household. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you grew up a hard dad because that's evident. <laughs> not by even you. a, not okay. even a little bit. You went off the reservation kids. on that. <laughs> not one, even okay. a little bit. But but if you got your dad's approval, you knew you were on the right track because there was there was real quick a quick story. I was I was supposed to be home. I went and picked up a friend of mine, and we were supposed to come to my house and have a sleepover. I diverted to go by a, a lady's house. And I ran over <laughs> Chanel's. T- anyway, I ran over a crowbar and I put a crowbar into my dad's Oof. vehicle's tire. I called my mom and I said, Mom, I got a problem. She's like, Well, I'm going to tell your dad. I was terrified. My dad came out and changed the tire NASCAR style. So my dad, my dad was the one, he was hard. If ever my dad went, and this wasn't until I was like later into my adult years, my dad was like, I'm proud of you, son. And I, I can imagine it's the same thing. When you got that approval from your dad, it didn't matter what else happened because you knew you were doing the right thing. Yeah. So your mom could have been disappointed and, oh, you're you're a slut, you whatever. with it. But your dad's like, I got you on this. You did the right thing. I, that's because your dad was grounded and new. Because that's a dad of the eighties and nineties. Am I am well, I mistaken? No, you're you're pretty much right on. But he was he was also the first generation um, here in the United States that was from Britain, mm. so he had that mentality. Children were meant to be seen, not heard. So to get his approval was like an act of God. So if you if he did give you praise, it was like, wow, damn, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, but, we have very similar backgrounds. Yeah. Let me ask both of you guys, Chanel and Lene, a question. In retrospect, in retrospect, because hindsight is what? Fucking beautiful vision, 2020. Could you have done it? Here it comes, Chanel. Could, 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 could you have had your daughter and, and made it through the fire? Could you have had your child and made it through it? Right? Yes. So, Absolutely. But I wouldn't have the life I have now. Okay. I, I wouldn't have my kids. Yeah. And I... How many do you have right now? 
Two, three, four is always my answer. You hang out with this motherfucker. She's confused as what is. I have I have two children that I parent, and then I have a stepdaughter, and then and then my birth son. So what I'm saying is, do you ever think that you think you look back because as we get older, I I remember when I had my first kid, I made like fucking four seventy five an hour. Now before I had the kid, when I made four seventy five, I was like, God damn, I'm getting paid, bitches. You know what I mean? I'm getting paid. Yeah, I'm dating myself like a motherfucker. Keith and I, I have got it. Down. I can go out and buy the new Ready for the World album without fucking problems. You know what I mean? I'm good. Yeah. I can buy the fucking 12 inch. I can buy the remix. I can buy all that shit because I'm making four seventy five now. Then you have a kid and you're like, oh shit. Hit the fan. Yeah. Right? Right? Like, but you, I gotta take but, it serious. But what you do is you look around and you find a better job and you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that and you raise your kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, w- I wasn't a victim of rape. I wasn't 16. Right, so you look back at it, and do you look back at it, Lene, and say, you know what, I I I could have done it. I'm gonna go roundabout way of answering that question. Okay, and I'm gonna do this again in a a very polite way. I get this question. We're not about doing things polite here. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, she puts you on blast every time. Every time she She don't give a fuck. She's like, be yourself, be the girl you are in the car, motherfucker. No, she knows. We are not presenting at a hospital (laughs) right now. We're not talking to doctors. Like, you're fine. Just just say say your piece. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up, Chanel. No, here's what I, I, I mean this in the best light of all there okay. is, because I get this question a lot. If and you I could get have raised your kid. a lot of adoptive couples the and question a lot I just of people you. all the time, all people the time. ask, do you regret your choice? I didn't know. So no, wait, 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 wait a minute, Lynette. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't ask you if you regret it. I wanted to say wait, too. I didn't say if you regret it. I would never talk about regrets. What I'm asking you is in retrospect, you say, I could have done this. I'm not saying regret. I'm no. saying because think think about shit. You, but that's kind you, of the did you same. Play sports? Did you play sports? Did you play yes, sports? I did. But it's hard. Would you play? Yeah. Would, you play? Yeah. would you play? I played volleyball and I played baseball and I played. I did track. I okay, did a lot of stuff. but it's yeah. hard to be in your after 30s and say because after my 30s I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I could have done it. Okay. But when I was 16, that's a whole different thing. So it, happy you're back because we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, uh, <laughs> I do co-host this show, but I'm leaving. I'm giving my mic to Chanel, who's not saying a lot. So we're trying to collect up. So, 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 so you played volleyball, yeah. and if I had trained just a little harder, I could have made that save. If I had worked a little quicker with my lateral movement, I could have got to that ball. Right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you regret shit. Right. I'm saying if you had done this, that, and that, you could have done this. I already did that. All right. That's what I'm trying to say. Is right. I I tormented myself to no end. And that's part of giving grace to the younger part of you of saying, hey, you did everything possible in that point in time in your life. And I mean that point in time in right. your life because mm-hmm. what I know now versus what I knew then is so not the same. No, so different. So it's, you have to give grace to that part of your younger self and saying, hey, I made the best choice I could at that point in time with this information. Now, if I could go back and go, would I have changed my mind? No, no. Honestly, I'd rather stay. You just would have picked a better couple. <laughs> I would have picked a better couple, yeah. I would have done more education. I wish they had asked certain questions. I wish I had the education that I now know that I wish somebody would have told me, which is hence the education and the work that I'm doing, is to get her to understand, here's what no one told me. My really crappy, shitty-ass story is not to, to get empathy or to get people to feel bad, because it is a shock and awe. There's a lot of parts of my story is really shitty. But it's not for empathy. It's just to get people to understand this doesn't happen to have to happen the way it did. 
there's education out there. Ask those questions. Those new experienced moms that are out there, ask questions. What are my mm. resources? What's going to happen? What's the future like? We get a lot of people that call us adoptive couples that call us all the time. They're like, hey, how do I work with this birth mom? What do I say? And I love when Chanel goes, let me read to you what she's going to have to be read to her when she signs over her rights. What? Um, Which is Chanel, what? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, Chanel, go ahead. Oh, um, in the paperwork, when you are placing that baby, you have to go through and do the relinquishment paperwork. And you have to sit there holding this baby with like lawyers and caseworkers and stuff in the room. The birth mother is holding Correct. the baby. Yep. Okay. And you have to read out loud these statements that are like, I am unfit to be a parent. That's degrading. Wait, uh, I, I'm sorry. That's I took degrading. The mic. Yeah, I took the mic from You are unfit? Why, why in the hell would How you... How about unprepared? Why would the, How about unprepared? That would be much better. Why would you ever put that in legal document that you're unfit? What a shitty thing to say. Continue. I'm sorry, Carrie. So, I, I mean, the paperwork's mean. It's awful. It's very legal. It's very cold. It's very... Cold. All the things you have to agree to, you have to say out loud while you're holding this infant that's two days old, I am unfit to be a parent. I'm relinquishing my rights to this child because I am unfit to be a parent. And so it's... Whenever I talk to these adoptive parents or hopeful adoptive parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you this paperwork because I think you need to read it and you need to understand what she's agreeing to for you to have this baby. So you said that to um, adoptive, like potential adoptive families, right? Um, so for those of you that listen or don't listen or are here, whatever, I've I've adopted and um, me and the missus, have, uh, we adopted some children. And the only thing that I knew at the end of it was that this mother was going to give us their child. Like... Here's the child. We had to wait. A, we had to wait a specific amount of months to then go to the court and say, "Hey, see, we've been fit." Six months. Yep, uh, six months. We we we've been fit to be parents. We haven't abused this child. The child's still alive, still thriving, and whatever. We never knew. We never knew the um, adoptive side wording. So, so Chanel, let me ask you a question. When you sit there and do the head. That's gotta make you feel like fucking shit. I'm gonna ask the, the I'm gonna ask this st- fucking stupid question. That reporters always ask. I'm not a reporter. I'm just a jackass. <laughs> but reporters always ask this question. How does that make you feel? And in my head, I'm like, how the fuck you think it makes me feel, motherfucker? But yeah, but given it, you, you're yeah. holding your baby, and oh, I'm unfit to be a parent. That's not the case. Yeah, no, I have to look at him, and I have to be like, this is, but this is what I'm choosing. I will read whatever the hell I need to for you to go home with your mom and dad. I'll do whatever I need to because I'm picking what's best for you. None of this adoption's about me. None of this is like, man, I just want to go back out and do drugs and fuck around. Don't don't want this damn baby in the way. No. But there's that sometimes, though. That's not you, but right. sometimes there's that. But that. But more times than not, having worked with all the birth moms Absolutely. we do, it's way less than it is more. Yeah. It's a lot of these women that are like, I can't do this. Yeah. Baby daddy's abusive. Like, mm. I was I six months along mother to two more children or right. one more child. I was six months mm. along and his birth dad showed back up. He's like, Hey, I want to make this work. He took me out to dinner. It was all the things I wanted it to be. He Where'd proposed. He take you? Don't tell me Applebee's. No, it was like chilies though. Oh, same thing. <laughs> it was, yeah, it <laughs> same was fucking thing. You're like, Oh shit. I'm living large right now. You take Instagram pictures. Look at me, bitches. <laughs> I'm at I'm Chili's. At Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> 
16, though. It was a big deal. But he proposed. He proposed, and he's like, I want. And I was like, this, I, I don't want anything. Like, you've been trash. Yeah. You've been abusive right. physically and verbally. And, and we've had lots of issues. Like, there's no way that I want to marry you and spend the rest of my life with you. Mm-hmm. And he just said, okay. We, he, we got back in the car. He pulled up in front of my house. He opened the door to let me out. And I was like, wow, he's taking this well. And then he beat the shit out of me with a baseball bat. Uh-uh. So sometimes hey. things just happen. Okay, next question. Do you <laughs> You're have giving bro- Wood over there a heart you attack. Ha- like, he's ready to kill somebody. you have brothers and uncles? I do. All right. Would, would, they're all younger. And then uh, they're... Yeah, you're about to grow up tonight, motherfucker. Yeah. We're going to ride. We're riding tonight. <laughs> Wood's so, like, I'm going to take her down. <laughs> okay. So, um... By the way, he's dead, too. There's, oh, yeah. They, this oh good. Wait a minute. Oh he's good. Dead. What happened to no, him? No. Hey, oh good. Did, That's not funny. Did, it's, the same intervening. He, he got he got an air bubble too. No. His it, it's yes. Karma, I stand down there. Karma I, just finds its way to spread its wings. Genovese and um yes. um um. We got our own mafia going yeah, on. Yeah right. You yeah. guys are yeah. fucking. Teflon Dons. We actually, someone said that. Said you should call yourself Birth Mom Mom. You guys don't fuck around. You should not fuck around with us. Wow. So Sopranos. uh, My my. uh, I've said it already. I'm going to say it again for those of you joining late in this show. Um, I've adopted children, and my ex-wife, who uh, I adopted children with, I uh, her and I very much take. very personal adoptive stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comments that it makes her feel horrible. Uh, she can't believe that that's what they had to say. She had w- her and I also had no idea yeah. that that was something that was read in the list of. So when we're provided um, as adoptive parents, we're like, um, here's this child. All you have to do is love and care for it. The, the biological mother Gave up her rights. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait six months. Biological father doesn't claim those rights. Birth mother already signed hers away. We're good to go. Right. And I did that three times over. And um, her and myself included, like, we had no idea that that goes on. So is that something now with your organization? Because that's why you're here, ultimately. Like, you both have, Chanel and uh, Linnea, you both have your stories. And we understand that. But you, you come here... With your organization. Is that something with your organization that you provide to adoptive parents so they know the sacrifices that the birth mothers are going through? Because honestly, like, I'm very close with my birth mothers. I know who they are. I know what they're about. We have very close communication with them. I'm very, very personal with them. And so are my children. And, um... To know that that's something, I didn't know that, but to know that that's something going forward, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. It like, is. It to, is. To, to say something like, I'm not fit to be a mother, well, not necessarily. Well, that's a, that's, what do you do that's with a that? Stigma. That's a stigma. That's a huge stigma. I mean, they, they scarlet letter you and, and kind of want you to go away. And, and I, when I first started this organization, I, I have to kind of rat on somebody, and I'm not going to give names, but she was really big into... Um, organizations and trying to help with fundraising. And, and of course, we're a nonprofit. I, I put every diamond dollar into the birth mothers and into the research and, and try to educate. And Chanel knows she's been with me as long as I've started this. It's, it's painstakingly difficult, and it, it's emotionally taxing, let alone financially. And it's really hard to get agencies to want to talk about 
talk to us as birth mothers because they want rainbows and unicorns, sorry. Yeah. Rainbows yeah. and unicorns yeah. about what happens. Like, adoption's great. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And she's done such a beautiful thing. Yeah, because thing. The, the kids go on to live these amazing right. and wonderful lives, and you could go and do your own thing and blah, 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 whatever. Well, and people's perception is, is oh, you saved this child from adop- you know, from this bad life, Ugh. and you adopted that child. And it makes us nauseous because of the fact that I could have raised my daughter. She could have raised her son, but we we chose a different life because we knew we could be better, and the child could have better. Okay. And it and at that point in time in our lives, that's what we're that's what we have to deal with. I could have been a single mother. I would have had several siblings and babysitters to help me raise her. But it was in was it really in her best interest? It wasn't in my best interest for her her to be bounced around from all my siblings and <clears throat> and one more kid that my parents had to help raise right that was my perception Chanel, on the other hand you know had a different circus we have birth mothers from all over. everybody has their own own circumstance in fact we have hold on real quick someone said uh that's so crazy to make people admit to that yeah to simplify something so complicated yeah it's just ridiculous yeah it is like like it's it's a stigma it's 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 very much a stigma and it's and it's very discerning and and what i'm going with is is when i had asked when i first started this nonprofit and i started asking how long help, ago um well seven years ago okay. we're officially six years as a nonprofit. okay beautiful on the 20th of december actually and when i had asked this woman if she'd help she was so stereotyped she's like you know what i i don't have any respect for these women who carelessly bring these children into this world and we had asked i had asked her and it was during two text message but what do you mean what do you mean by, you know, not wanting to bring in these children into this world and the stereotype? And she said, Bottom. I just think it, women who bring these children in this world carelessly and not want to take responsibility for them is, is just disgusting. And I came back and I said, explain more to me because I wanted to educate her more. I wanted to know more about her story. Like, where did this stigma come from? Like, well, let me help educate you on the situation. And her comment back, and of course it's texting, so it always gets misconstrued. Right. And she came back. She says, a friend of mine adopted five children from a birth mother who was addicted on, was addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I came back with how lucky she was to adopt five children and how grateful she must be to have these five children because she, she now knows it's one birth mother. She had these five children she was able to adopt. You don't know that birth mother's story. You don't yeah. know. There's trauma that usually happened prior to her getting pregnant, and she probably didn't get the mental health care and support for her to get better. You just answered my question, because I was just going to ask you, how do you feel about somebody keeps showing up? I got another one. Got another one. Got another one. You know, you know, but for you, yeah. what's going on with that fucking person, right? And how beautiful it is for... One family to adopt somebody with the same mother, different fathers, same mother, but we're all connected with that because there's there's some weight for that. I mean, we we all, everybody wants to feel connected. We do, right? You you remember the time when you were walking through a fucking mall and you saw Tom Hanks (laughs) and he looked at you, he looked at me and nobody else, right? And you remember the time uh, Nick Nick Cannon looked at you at a mall in in, in fucking Vegas, right? Listen, you got to be careful. Look at Nick Nick Cannon. He also pops out babies. He will impregnate you. (laughs) and yeah, Just with a look. He's (laughs) Wood-esque. He is definitely would have. Yeah. I've got a few of them there. That, here that nice call, Chanel. <laughs> nice call. But 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 we all want to be connected through shit. So I I think that because I, I was going to ask you when you get when you get the woman in there, whatever circumstances, 
and she just keeps bringing babies. Mm-hmm. She's giving her baby. And that, for me, that would be exhausting. But yeah. the way you look at it, you're like, we got you. You know, I, I have a, and, and I'm not going to, I want to say this so carefully. A woman that I know is a single mom. She's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful woman. She became. Um, she's hot? She's hot. All right. She's so gorgeous. You said beautiful. She's I said gorgeous. hot. So those are two different things. I either, see either, Instagram you know, and you have. Both. Facebook, whatever. She's, she's both. She's both. Okay. She's hot, she's, but inside, like, also a great person. Okay. She's, she's amazing. I, okay. I, I just absolutely adore her. And she became a doula, and she was doing this. Uh, a what? A doula. A doula obligata. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that's. I knew that would get them to the left. Yeah. That that's definitely um, water boy. Yeah. But what does that mean? So it's it's actually someone who's certified to do home births. They're okay. birth assistant. They're birth They're assistants. there to help you emotionally be able to have the baby. Help me? Yeah, you. Yeah. They're, they're there for dad. They're there some for men, mom. Some men can have babies. Okay. Now. It depends. Okay, that's a whole nother story. That's an episode nine. <laughs> Thank you. I, so, was on, I was on cue with that one. Uh, yeah. So um, there, we're getting a lot of comments about um, like the process of adoption. Because okay. most people, and myself included to, uh, uh, for that matter, having been through the process... Like I always, I always feel good. Like I've adopted children. I've given them I what I feel a better chance. Um, I look at their um, their biological families now, and and it's been a number of years, so they've stabilized and they're they're better now than they were when they placed those children for adoption. Right. But at that time, they, they needed weren't. they right. needed that, and right. so I I I provided that, so they're better now. Um, but we get we we're getting a lot of comments about people blown away at the process of what adoption is. I don't think any of us really know unless you've been through it, uh, Linnea, Chanel. You guys know, like that for front end. Yeah. Um, what's provide what what's told you? Hey, basically. You're gonna give your child away because you're a shitty human being. Okay, let's that's, go with that's that. That's what I understand. Let's go with that. Other than the hot black girl we were just talking about, let's we go. Were. Let's we go. didn't finish on the hot black girl. We got distracted. No, because there there are a plethora of. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If we could, let's I, talk I'll, about I'll, the process. I'll, th- I'll talk about her real quick. So she she was already a single mom of two children, mm-hmm. and she unknowingly, which birth control is not a hundred percent. Just so everybody knows, it's not a hundred percent for some women. I can attest. Yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> I mean, thirty-seven children. I mean, hell. Thirty-nine now. Oh, it's thirty-nine. Yeah. It could be thirty. It could be. It could be forty. So Chanel, yeah, that's her fault. Chanel just touched him, so you know that's gonna happen. And we talked about talked about me looking at Nick Cannon. Right. So it might be twins. I don't know. <laughs> this is so wrong. This is so wrong. <laughs> but the. I don't even know what comes out of that. Uh, but she, I love her compassion because one, she she did go through an agency because she was already struggling as a single mom to two kids, beautiful kids, and the agency was kind of telling her and telling her what she should and should not do. She had already had two home births. She was confident about her body. She was confident about her choice and was confident about her decision. And she chose a white couple because the child was biracial, and. She basically told the agency, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to go to the hospital. I'm not going to relinquish where you want to relinquish. But I I'm am going to send him with five gallons of lotion right. and, and a lot of new now grease. Okay, all right, go ahead. Here's what's funny. So she she had the baby. It was a beautiful story. It was it, home birth. The adoptive parents were there. 
And what was funny is, is she actually would pump and, and send the breast milk to the parents. And they only lived a few blocks, like five miles from her house. To me, now, that, that's kind of creepy. It, no, it's awesome. <laughs> because it saves you formula. That shit's expensive. And it's, it's I would so buy cute. it off the internet before I bought it off uh, Walmart. Okay, that's another episode 10. So let's, <laughs> you're good. You're let's good. You're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, I love that her compassion was there. And I love that she stood for herself. She was her own advocate. She knew enough about herself as a single mom. She knew enough about who she was, what she wanted, and what she's already been through. You know how hard it is to be your own best advocate when you're going through something such such life-changing as choosing to place a child for adoption. Yeah. And you're open and vulnerable to so many things out there that could screw things up in, in a horrific way that can affect her for her lifetime. So with that being said, I want to know what all these crazy questions are that people want to know the process of. It looks like they're just asking what it looks like from beginning to end. So, I mean, it kind of depends on where you start. There's so many different avenues to of like okay, I'm going to Google this. Like, how do you give up a baby? What does adoption look like? I mean, okay, everybody you, Googles that shit. You really do. Like, <laughs> everybody that Googles starts that with a Google. Is it true you can drop a baby off at a hospital anywhere in America and no questions asked? Or a fire station. Yes. Yeah. Fire station. Mm-hmm. Fireman. Yeah. So interrupted chili cook-off yes. and drop a baby off? Yeah. No questions asked. No questions no. asked. That's the, the safe haven act. Uh, Chanel, would you read that last comment that we got there? I, I'm not entirely sure what it's saying. Something about um, the 1920s versus now. Yes, thank you for my spectacle. These are bifocals, if you're wondering. I got bifocals, too. I took them off. So, Linnea might have a better answer for this one, but it says, I'd be curious to know when the last time the process and legalities... We're going to hope that's how you say that damn word. <laughs> ...was updated and reviewed. Like, are we still using the same old shit from the 20s? No, actually, the state of Utah, I was actually part, I was very grateful and very honored to be a part of Utah's state laws and changing that laws about eight, eight years ago, eight, no, about seven, eight years ago, right around there. And the terminology was really derogatory. I still think it has a long ways to go, but they did update the change and, and have more respect for birth mothers and what their rights are. Let's put it this way. No offense to you guys, but it's a man's world. And they, they no put offense. These... That's fucking thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and hey, let's go one step further. You showed up on a men's, uh, a men's podcast. Linnea, let's right. go one step. It's a white man's world, right? Oh, wow. Well, no. Yeah, that is true. That, also. To, to a point. In, look, to in, a Utah, point. Linnea, in Utah right now. Linnea, yes. look at your money, okay? <laughs> okay Who's on that motherfucker? Okay? You see Frederick Douglass? You got a point. You, you do you see point. Frederick Douglass? I didn't see that. Rosa Parks <laughs> on the $1 bill at all. They should. They push her. They should put her Rosa Parks on there. I, you know, it, it is very much male dominated and it's it's all legal dark jargon and it's so intimidating to any experienced mother and for adoptive couples it's not as intimidating as for a birth mother I know when I went through it um, they asked me are you doing this for drugs are you doing this for compensation are you doing this yeah absolutely are you doing this for a car are you getting you a mean? house out of this like compensation to get yes. money for drugs yeah, absolutely absolutely. Right. Oh, absolutely yeah they they do before you start doing the paperwork they ask like okay has anybody convinced you to do this are you doing this because somebody's going to give you money under the table are you is somebody promising you yeah. things in order to make this transaction that Which was on episode five I talk about, about the black market of adoption. Mm. Episode five. <laughs> y- 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 y'all are definitely going to be back without questions. Without it's, questions. It's, you got more to say. It does. It, d- it does happen. And, and yes, the terminology has changed and the laws have changed. And, and they have what they call a PACA agreement. And that's, you know. A what agreement? 11. A what agreement? It's called an APACA agreement. It's an adoption agreement. Al- alpacas? 
No, it's not. Did you say alpaca? God damn it, Chanel. Alpaca? That's what I heard. I heard alpaca. Alpaca. It's it's. We had the we had the uh, sheer people on Sherry McSherry. If you want to, nice. yeah, like nice. the mask off Sheer nice. McSherry. Yeah. He was nice. he was shearing alpacas. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? No, no. Oh, it's an okay. adoption parent to parent agreement. It's just it's just the term that they use where they actually legally have to meet with the adoptive couple so the birth parents can meet with the adoptive couple with the child. So it's like visitation. So it's not parenting, it's not co-parenting. It just means we legally agree to meet with the children and with the adoptive parents wherever they choose to meet in some park or something, whatever they want to do, that they meet once a month or once or three times a year, whatever it is. In Utah, it's called a good faith agreement. It's not a legally binding agreement. So let me ask you this. Um, with your organization, do you guys advocate for open adoption or you advocate for... Um, Closed or seasonal? Because in my my experience, we I'm open, mm-hmm. so I could text um, my uh, the the birth mothers of my children right now. I could text them, say, "Hey, what's up? Right. Whatever." And they have my Listen children. To a podcast, give a like. Yeah, Share in it, fact, right? I may or may not have done that. We <laughs> might have podcast. those numbers because of them. They're here listening yeah. because they're curious. So mine is very open. We see each other. Multiple times through the year, we talk, we text. They have my children's numbers. They text. Uh, similar to yours, Chanel. I'm, I'm assuming yours is very open. Yeah. Um, do you advocate for that? What What is it that you in your organization, uh, what do you guys advocate for? I try to take the time to get to know the birth mother. If she's expected, then I want to talk to her about all of her options. And I kind of call it overload of information to give her as much as she can and get to know her mm-hmm. and what she's wanting, what she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. We try to advocate for open adoption. The reason being is because it's so healthy for her and her mental health and for her process of grieving. And it, it has, that's another, that's another episode. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold, hold on. Here we go. So as a male, so as a male, I, I am as a male, <laughs> I have children that are biological. Currently I have a two year old. Mm-hmm. Well, she's about to turn two. She doesn't know at this point in her life mm-hmm. who birthed her, mom or dad. Mm-hmm. All she knows is mom and dad. So me and her mother, we put equal, I feel like my, her mom would probably argue with me and probably punch me <laughs> right in the face. Chanel punch me <laughs> I hope. That, that um, we put equal amount of effort and time into raising her. So she sees mom and dad as mom and dad. At, at some point in her life, she's going to know whose canal she came out of, which is mom. Right. Which I fully respect that. Obviously, I have m- multiple children. 37. To, <laughs> was that right, Chanel? 37 no, you're on 39. Tonight? I don't remember. Or I think we're at 39. Tonight. I see that as like, as much as like we put into whatever child that child as a father or a mother, you're going to be respected as such. Do you um, try and express to that mother, hey, you have more influence or less influence? How does that work with like the birth mom as far as it goes with the adoptive parents? Does that make sense? Like you're telling... Oh, Chanel's Chanel's got an answer. I'm like, ooh, I'll take this one. She wants that question. Just because, I mean, communication's huge. 
That's huge. The biggest part is what does she want? What do the adoptive couple want? What's best for this child? That's what everybody wants. That's the one common goal is that everybody wants what's best for this baby. And when you don't know what kind of lotion to put on your baby, birth mom knows. She's the one to ask. Like, if you can keep that open, then when that child has a question, like my birth son, he called me, oh man, a few months ago, and he was like, Mommy Chanel, my mom said that I have to go pick up dog poop in the backyard. And I told her if I lived at your house, I wouldn't have to do that. Because you don't have a dog. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you're absolutely right. You know why? Because I wouldn't have a fucking dog. Yeah, there you go. And he, Get your ass out there and pick up the fucking dog pick boot, up the you dog motherfucker. Shit. I wouldn't have a dog, but if I had a dog, you used to be, be picking up his shit. You'd be cleaning yeah. up shit. I was like, because I, I, don't, I don't have a dog. And he, I hear his mom bust up in the background. She's dying. And he's like... Oh, good for her for being involved in yeah. that conversation. And she's like, she's like... And he goes, that's what she said you'd say. And yeah. I was like, go get your shit done. Yeah, go grab the shovel, <laughs> motherfucker. Go, go get it done. Stop trying to fucking use me yeah, to, against them. That fool's got a St. Bernard. There's Damn. plenty of shit to pick up. That's huge. That's a lot of poop to go around. L- Linnea and Sh- Chanel, I had two pit bulls for the longest time. And I would go out there. and it, I heard I, about your yard. You need to put a lot of money into it. Uh, ah, it's Dude, my I saw I'm telling you, I was out there like John Henry with a fucking <laughs> shovel cleaning up dog shit. It, it was incredible, man. Wow. Fuck. But, you know, you know I, I, here's, here's another option. I mean, my, my daughter and I are both big busted. And when she grew up, she honestly hated it. I mean, who likes our bodies when they grow up? Your balls drop, you know, you have your voice that goes up. And then, girls, we have boobs and it hurts. I mean, there's all these weird things Wait, that you're going stop. through. stop. Your titties, when they grow, that hurts? They hurt. I never knew that. They're oh, sore. Yeah. Don't touch. That's why back That's in, why I kept screw, squeezing them. It's like, That's why in 84, They scream. I'm like, no. you like this. I that's was, why you're screaming. That's why in 84, That's why we I need to squeeze them. your balls real hard and go, do you like that? Do you like that? No. Asshole, I, let's show I, you what I, it feels I, like. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> It's the same thing. You just squeeze them more. According to you. No. You don't know what it is. No. Puberty. Puberty, it's painful. Puberty is painful. It hurts. And your boobs are always the wrong size, no matter what. If you got small boobs, you get made fun of. If you got big boobs, you get made fun of. You got boobs, you get made fun of. They're lopsided. There's always one bigger than the other one. I mean, it's just just Right now, like, girls' boobs is different sizes? Always. Unless they're fake. I pay attention. But the point was... I'm not going to say a thing. The point was... She hated it, and the adoptive mom called me, and she's like, she really hates, she really hates it. She's wearing sports bras and all these things. I'm like, look, she, you've got to get her fit. You've got to get her fitted. You've got to, this is what you got to do. But she, she doesn't have big boobs, so she wouldn't know. Those are just, those things go a long way. I mean, they're funny things, obviously, but there are things that go a long way that emotionally impact the child, and it's, it's really important to have that relationship. But it's the funny part of adoption yeah. that makes it, Fun yeah. as you as you go forward because there's so and we're not going to cover it. There's some backstory. Sure. There's some uh, like prolonged because this was thirty plus years ago for you. Chanel, less uh, time for you. But there's some things that like as you go on, like we're not going to talk about. But it's those it's those things that like like my children have. Uh, She's going to kill me. She doesn't want me to mention her. Uh, I've already been yelled at once, so I'm not going to say my child's name. But she has very much, like, not the same physical body as her mother, her biological mother. And that's a big thing for yeah, women. Yeah, and so she's like, well, I'm not like that. Well, okay, well, we'll treat you differently. But your birth mother says, should this occur, we need to do this 
type of thing. Right. And I feel like that's very important going forward with adoption because it's a beautiful thing. Like, uh, all, all I'm saying is if Shaq can impregnate Lisa Leslie and Lisa <laughs> Leslie don't want the body, I'd be more than happy to take that fucking kid on. That's all I'm saying. All right? so, <laughs> I'm trying to get retirement. Wait, I can see. That, 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 that's what I'm trying to get. It's all about me. Don't plan on any free throws, though. No, no, I don't give a fuck. It's dominating throughout the game. Hacker, Hacker Leslie. I, I used to have the biggest crush on Lisa Leslie with her big ass. I, was like, I climbed that motherfucker. To the front. But I got a foot problem. Like, you got to have pretty feet, right? And I don't think Lisa Leslie would have the best looking feet playing basketball all of me. She might, but she's never posted any things of her feet. You know, like Lisa Leslie getting no, pedicure. That's on her OnlyFans. Yeah, right. You got to pay money for that. Oh, all right. Thanks for giving me the key code. Thanks for giving me the key code. So, overall, for you, yeah. you have a daughter, birth mother, you have a son. You raised. Mm-hmm. Did you did your son immediately know about the birth daughter? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. my husband and I both, you know, be married, divorced, and he has four, no, three children from a previous marriage, two previous marriages actually. So this is both of our third marriage. So apparently we oh, suck. Oh, nice. We're stupid. I, I like a third marriage. I How know. long you guys been married? I feel like third time's the charm. We've been married for twenty three years. We've known each other for twenty six. Well, so he's married for like eight months. You married for like two and a half years, and he <laughs> went and got married again. The it doesn't even stupid. count. The first two don't even count. <laughs> yeah. no, really? You really? Don't. Like, no, you're like, right. You like, don't. like I'm looking just, at you. He talks about that one time he's married to Reba McIntyre for three and a half minutes. Right? I mean, come on. Twenty three years. That's beautiful. Twenty well, twenty six. We know he's twenty six years. Twenty three years we've been married. So I've got a twenty year old son, and he's amazing. I mean, and from from birth up, we always talked about his half siblings, mm-hmm. and we always talked about you know his other, his sister, and so we never said half sister. We just said your sister. Yes. And then whenever he came back, he's like, okay, wait a minute. And he was young. I mean, you have to do age-appropriate conversation. We're like, so dad was married to somebody else before he married your mom. And he had two kids. And this is so-and-so and so-and-so. And And then he got married again and had another kid. You know, and and at first it's confusing. But I think as you have that conversation, they eventually get it. And it becomes natural for them. Because then they go to school and they're like, oh, you got a stepmom? Oh, you've, you've got a yeah. stepdad? Or See, it's funny so you say that because for me, you go to school and you're like, I'm going to get my older brother that I never met and he's going to beat your fucking ass. <laughs> Hopefully he shows up because I've been sitting out the back to sit down for like yeah. two weeks, right? So, because violence, yeah. right? Right. It, yeah. it wins. He, so well, I've had, I've had, I do have, I wouldn't say have because we're all still living. Keith, don't look at me that way. <clears throat> um, I've, I have biological step and... Adoptive children, and all of them are siblings. Don't count. <laughs> Listen, you know how hard it is to count to forty on we a know, daily basis. You're on yeah. So, um, yeah, thirty-nine at this point because I think Keith might be pregnant at this point. So, <laughs> did you so, time it? Yeah, it I, took did, five I didn't. Seconds, look my, I didn't look at my watch. So, I, I. Like I understand the difference between biological step and half because I have all of them. And honestly, when I talk to my children that are adopted because now I'm divorced and I have a a new child with somebody else. Oh, thank you. Look at that. She's fixing me. You got a new job. Um, My biological and adopted children that look at the current 
biological child don't see them any different. And that's the way it ought to it be. Should be. It the, should be. The, the, the adopted or the biological or the step or whomever should all feel like a family because that's what we are. I like how you did whom. Like you've been reading fucking I'm, I'm educated, Keith. He's First really of all, I, I would like to lead with this. Would you be receptive to coming back on here Absolutely. again? Oh, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Both of you guys. If you're bringing right. drinks. <laughs> you guys bought this one. We'll, we'll buy the next one. And, and, and drinks is I'll what. Bring, you, I'll bring the honey. And let me just say this. Drinks is what got us into this conversation in the first place, okay? So keep that in mind, right? It's such a difficult conversation. I think drinking kind of it's helps. Not, it's not. No, I don't think it's difficult. No, I, it, I, I think I, it's difficult for a lot of... Very important. It's a very so. important conversation. Important. It's very emotional. Yeah. And, and so it, it, sometimes there's just moments where you just need something to kind of lighten I it up. I would love to have you guys on again. And we've had so many fucking people on this show. We've had actors and fighters and fucking superstars and all this shit. We've never said, would you come back on again? Because we haven't heard from any of them ever again. <laughs> but you guys, I'm going to lock you guys in. I would like to have you guys on again. So what I'm going to say, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. And to Linnea yes. and to Chanel, is that what you're both saying? Yes, is what we're saying. That's what we're saying. And with that, guys, uh, I hope you appreciate it. And to answer Natalie, who's there, unless something has gone horribly awry, she does not want to breastfed, breastfeed. She is a lesbian, married, so she's not going to breastfeed any damn person. Here's the thing about a lesbian, though. Sometimes they adopt kids, and you want to bond with that motherfucker, right? No, not this this one. She's not going to adopt anybody. Natalie, I know you're not going to adopt anybody. I know you're going to birth anybody. That's episode 27. That's episode 27. (laughs) Thank you, Natalie, for slowing the curve of, of birth rate in this country. Thank you for that. To everybody... Um, that has been here through this episode. I did not realize when we said we were going to talk adoption how popular this would be. It's crazy. Oh, I got blown numbers. up on my personal phone. We got blown up on the fucking whatever the social, social media you got. Yeah. Your personal phone. <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah. And, and from them, we also got a card. Okay. And I'm read gonna read. I'm gonna read this shit because nobody's ever brought us the card. They brought us the alcohol. Yeah, they and, did. And they yeah, brought they us did. the outlaw shit. Yep. And these motherfuckers had an opportunity to be on a podcast. They fucked it up. Whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to. But nobody has ever brought us a card. No, and they she's got not. great penmanship. If you look she at that. She does actually. I'm gonna can, pull out mine. Can it? Oh, did, oh that's your penmanship. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Can, I, can I read this? Yes. You guys might yeah. ever read this. She says, "Thank you for inviting us." us. Nope. I'm gonna start over. Thank you for inviting us. Your willingness to help spread the word on making adoption a better experience for all involved. You guys are a hoot. Can I read mine? And then she's got a heart. Oh, yours is different? Mine's they different. Were, yes. Mine's different. So she did them all individually? Yeah, individually. Read yeah. them, ballhead. Thank you for being so willing to learn about adoption. I already knew. Yeah. The adoption world. And letting us come wreck your podcast. Can't happen. Yeah, yeah. You guys rock. Hearts. That's badass. It is beautiful. Really, seriously, you guys, I appreciate you guys oh, coming on. Thanks. You guys have been fucking beautiful to show up with the alcohol. And, oh, and, you're going gonna to wreck it? You I'm know what's funny is we do this every year for every birth mother that's part of our program. We make sure we get their information and we send them Christmas cards every year. And then the day before Mother's Day is called Birth Mother's Day. Yes, it is. And You knew that? I did. So we try, and I say try because it's it's a year-long Year long, mm, painstaking yeah. way to do to get donations and to make sure they get gift bags because they don't feel like they're entitled to Birth Mother's Day. 
like, well, Mother's Day, but let alone birth Mother's Day. So this year we're having it at Joseph, well, it's not Joseph Smith Memorial. We're doing it at Little America this year. Little, little America. Little America. Okay. I was there last week, and that motherfucker's expensive as shit. <laughs> Ain't that little about the price tag. I'm nope, going to tell you that right now. Damn try, thing. When we want them to have, I mean, some of these women have never had a three-course meal. Ever. Mm. Or what's a three-course meal? That's a salad? That's dinner? And that's dessert? Dessert, yeah. So what's yeah. a four-course meal? It's a Is that an hors d'oeuvres? Okay. Ooh, right. So really nothing. You said it's soup three. and salad. Which one do you want? <laughs> I said salad. You said soup. Like that. No, but we we try to make sure that these women know that they're honored and that they're loved because they don't really get to celebrate Mother's Day and they don't no. think that they're mothers. And we but want them to know that their amenity is very important to us. We put a lot of work mm. into that. We put a lot of work into their gift bags. Um, we do the raffles and... It never fails every year. It's always different every year, but every year we have incredible women that come out and just cry and, and tell us mm. their stories. And some from there just starting to reunite. That's another episode of reunification. But they're reunited, you know. We have almost as many episodes now as Wood has of kids. So we got to settle true. it down. <laughs> Damn, I love the fact that you keep trying to math. It's the math. <laughs> but I. I love I love their stories because this last year we had birth mothers that had placed within nine months to two weeks prior to our event. And these women didn't know that there were other birth mothers involved. And so we want these women to feel honored and we want these women to feel like they have a community that's out there and that we want to be positive. We want to be advocates for them to understand that they're not alone in this situation. Yes, in this absolutely. So, yeah. Is there an adoption you. month? What month is it? Because everybody got a month Adoption now. Awareness Month is November. Don't tell me February because it's for black no, people. November. So don't. No, the February is my month. You can't have it. Is, don't what, bring what your is, black can't shit. have what September is, either. What is, what is February for you? Although September is the most birth oh, month. Birthday? Yeah. September is the most birth month of uh, September, there's more children born in September, September than any other month. You would know that. Feb- February so, is the least amount. So when is it? Cause the, the it's because everybody's month. getting busy November. in December. November? November's National December Adoption Awareness January. Month. That's beautiful. <laughs> but we have, a, we have a fundraiser. We always have fundraisers in November. And then we have our, I call it our birthday month, where we have that on Facebook and Instagram, mm. where they can get on there and donate money because all the proceeds go. Where do they go? They go to lifeafterplacement.org. Uh, life. Afterplacement.org and same on the social media like same on Facebook the media. and whatever else. How right. do people I find you guys? Those. They can Google us like everybody else. Okay, which is at what? Lifeafterplacement.org. Okay. You can and type in I, birth mom. I posted can... that on our uh, website as we were going. Yeah, I put it up there so that everybody knows you can go there, check it out. Um, and did you say what? So what is that? What you're saying? I think you did. Twice. We're just keep carrying on. So um, my uh, adopted child, his name is Jax. He said, "What's good?" I don't know what that means. Is a 13, 14 year old. He I says, know what it "What's means. good?" What's I know what it means. <laughs> what's, what's good? Like what's up? What's yeah. The, what so the fuck? What you my, want? My 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 uh, adopted son, who is now fourteen years of age, said, "What's good?" So. Thank you, Jax, for that. To um, I will wrap it up by this. You know our sponsors are. Check those out. But please check these guys out. This is something far better and far greater reaching as far as um, life is concerned than just a simple tattoo or just a simple something in a frame or a shirt. Please go check these guys out and their adoption. It is very... Um, Beneficial to many, many, and 
to me, it's something very personal. It's something very uh, that I take to home. Uh, I have children that are adopted, and I love them dearly. They're apparently they're watching. So what's good to that <laughs> to my birth mothers, uh, Celise and Amber. Um, and I only say that because I know you're okay wow. with me saying wow. them. Celise and Amber, thank you so much. I cannot be more grateful to you two to provide me the opportunity to be a father to Linnea, to Chanel, and to Keith. I can't tell you guys enough that this has been nothing short of a pleasure. So thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. We out.